0: It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America,
1: Australia, France, right. Germany, UK, yeah. Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a dis with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host.
2: here we go off and running on this 25th day of october 2023 this is the horn head on is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes that's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry wacky zany real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live monday through friday 5 to 8 p.m eastern daylight time 2 to 5 p.m pacific daylight time all time zones in between and the great globe round and well, whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. And if you are listening to the podcast, please be so kind as to like and subscribe and leave a comment. And uh, maybe subscribe on a couple of platforms. That way, if one if one fails to post like we had with Spotify the other night, uh, you'll find out that it's been posted, say, at Podbean or you know, however. Because the feed... Um, The the feed originates from Hot team. Hi, I'm Robin. If you are, however, listening live, well, feel free to jump into the uh, Mary Wacky's Any Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza and uh, be greeted by the early arrivers, Theo and Squeaky. Roger was there for a minute, but he's still at the farm. Uh, He is... uh, uh, he is uh, not not Bud Trimmer Emeritus right now. He is Bud Trimmer uh, Senior Status. I think that's what they call it in the judicial world. He is actively Bud Trimming. And so I am your moderator on this prayer meeting Wednesday? Uh, there will be no high-quality moderation this evening, I promise you, because I bounce around from, uh, well, you know, story to story and don't often get back to the chat room but Theo's there and Squeaky's there and they're waiting for you uh, if you decide to uh, check into the aforementioned Mary Wacky Annie. every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude though and this program is no different so thanks go out to our 25th day of the month subscribers and what that means is thank you over uh, And that's uh, subscribers at PayPal. Uh, thank you very kindly uh, to Mark and to Peter. Thank you, Mark and Peter, for being partial sponsors of the program. It's very kind of you so to do. So where we find ourselves, and uh, we made a great leap forward. Where have I heard that before? We made a great leap forward yesterday with uh, TJ's Clean Up the Ketchup Challenge. And so we are only $900 in the hole. Uh, That means we are fully funded up to this past Monday. So Monday, Tuesday, and this prayer meeting Wednesday are the only things that are uh, unfunded at this point. As we run downhill to uh, try for the second month in a row to finish fully funded. We have one, two, three, four... After this, we have four broadcast days left in the month of October. So we shall see what we shall see. Uh, so basically, to finish the month, we are at 2100 bucks. But that's counting, you know, Tuesday, Monday, Friday, and Thursday. At this point, we're just at $900. Uh, there's Irish Dave popping into the chat room. Hey, Dave. And so, um, we have a speaker. Oh boy, do we have a speaker. Mike Johnson is the new maggot speaker, and what a maggot he is. Anti-woman, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ. Plus, uh, it, but, well, let's put it this way: the um, cis het male Christian America has a Speaker of the House. I don't know if you watched the proceedings. I unfortunately did. I had it on while I was. Uh, well, I made I made a big pot of spaghetti sauce from scratch today. And so I was chopping my onions and chopping my green peppers and my celery and, and, and uh, slicing the mushrooms and all of that and sautéing them and, and all the while listening to uh, Mike Johnson utter some terrifyingly theocratic horseshit. I worry about anybody who thinks that he is per, uh, God's personal choice to do something and I don't know if you're aware of this, but you should be, Mike Johnson of Louisianistan, and in particular of uh, Bossier City, Louisianistan, is former counsel, lawyer, for the Alliance Defaming Freedom. You know, that tax-exempt 501c3 grift, that provides free legal services to bigots and uh, and, and Christian creeps. It was uh, it was the Alliance Defaming Freedom, who among other things was behind the 303 Creative case for that poor put upon, allegedly Christian woman from Colorado who did who who wanted the court to declare preemptively because she'd never even had a request for business. That uh, she didn't have to make no wedding websites for no queers. And of course, our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic Majesty said, "Why, there, there, you, que- you, you poor Christian, put upon martyr baby. Of course, you don't have to make no website for no 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 uh, no queer weddings. There shouldn't be no queer weddings anyway." Yeah, that alliance defaming freedom. The same alliance defaming freedom that would prefer to see uh, marginalized, at-risk kids unalive themselves than get to live authentically as who they are. That alliance defaming freedom. And so as he stood at the podium, he said... I want to tell my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is very clear that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. Now bear in mind, he was saying that to every member of the House of Representatives. Uh, Presumably, he thinks that God raised up any atheist who happens to be uh, in that body. I guess he thinks that uh, God, or some God, raised up Rashida Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar, and Pramila Jayapal, no, not really. They're going to hell. Yes. There was another moment. Well, let, let me, let's let finish the quote. And I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us, have glory, to be brought. It is prayer meeting Wednesday. Y'all grant me a little grace. For, to be, Each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it. And then, speaking on the steps of the Congress, he again talked about it's written in the Scriptures. He is, in fact, a uh, Christian nationalist. The New York Times, that denizen of heathens, said, an evangelical Christian, he has voted for a national abortion ban and co-sponsored a 20-week abortion ban, earning him an A-plus rating from the anti-abortion group Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America. On the day that the Supreme Court, our most puissant, dread sovereign Supreme Catholic Majesties, overturned Roe v. Wade in Dobbs v. Jackson women's health, he celebrated, the new speaker did, calling it an extraordinary day in American history that took us almost half a century to get to. And he and his wife host an evangelical podcast. Yeah. By the way, he he, uh, did note, Mike Johnson did. He said, uh, my my wife can't be here today. She couldn't get a flight from Louisiana fast enough. I mean, things developed here rather quickly. Sure they did, Mike. Sure, Jan. And she's kind of tired. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. And she's kind of tired because she spent the last several days on her knees. Pause. Pause. In prayer.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Last year, according to the New York Times, Johnson, the speaker, the speaker, Johnson. That's kind of creepy. Introduced a bill that prohibited the use of federal funds for providing sex education to children under 10 that included any, any LGBTQ topics. It was a national don't say gay bill. Expect to see that in coming days, weeks, months. My wife spent the last several days on her knees in prayer. Yes. Yes. And then there's uh, let that Let Us Pray Together passage from Romeo and Juliet. Matt in San Francisco says, God picked me. It never goes well when a leader thinks God annoyed them. Just saying, anointed them. Annoyed. Anointed. And it's Just saying. I know. I know, Matt. Just saying. I mean, sure, it's great. It's absolutely awesome. To have a speaker of the House of Representatives, represent, representatives who hears voices. Oh, but we're not supposed to talk about that. Don't you remember when Mike pencil neck geek got all butt hurt when people said, uh, uh, "So Mike, you're saying God talks to you? He absolutely talks to me." So Mike, you're saying you hear voices and you think the voices are God? That's not fair. You're 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 persecuting me for my Christian faith. That's right, Christianity. Evangelical Christians, the only people who can claim that they hear voices and no one thinks that they should probably have some medicine.
0: <sighs> Yuck.
2: And getting it started this evening, Ralph says. I'm going to bet $25 that he won't last until the government shutdown happens. Well, the wager is on the table if anybody else would like to jump in. And there was that moment when, reading from the script, Mike the Johnson said, And all the rules approved at the beginning of the 118th Congress will remain in full force and effect. That means all the rules, including the one where they can be forced to vacate the chair by a motion by one person. And immediately after that, they uh, gavel the session closed and went back to the cloakroom where Matt Gates took Mike Johnson's testicles and put them in an old, rancid mayonnaise jar to stick in the freezer. Or the fridge. Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. I couldn't agree with you more, Flavio. Flavio says, Elise Stupidnik, Mike Johnson, a bigot of the highest order. She was so cringe today. She seemed possessed. Oh, my God, and the the posturing and the... the the posturing over our partner in peace, Israel, was just nauseating. I, what, what did Elise Stupidnik call, call it? Uh, call him, uh, Our most precious ally, Israel. Really? Our most precious ally. More, preci- more precious than Mommy England? More precious than La Belle France? More precious than say... Taiwan? Who's facing off against a few billion people who would like to overrun them and slaughter them? More precious than Ukraine who's actually fighting to save democracy on planet Earth? Our most precious ally, Israel! More precious than Australia? More precious than all of our NATO allies put together? Really, Elise? And, of course, when he got the gavel in his uh, hot, sweaty little Christian palm, Christo-fascist palm, Mike Johnson said, Our first order of business will be to pass a resolution in support of our, our dear, dear ally, Israel. Not, so the first, so the first resolution will not be to keep the government of the United States open. Y'all, I ain't falling for it. And look for them to have you know because this should the, the aid bill should be omnibus. It should be aid for everyone who needs our aid. Ukraine first and foremost. Taiwan second and then uh, some uh, beans and Kool-Aid for Gaza, and a whole bunch of guns and bombs and missiles for Israel. And and by the way, uh, Flavio sent along this little bit. In April 2015, Mike Johnson proposed the Marriage and Conscience Act, a bill similar in content to Taliban, Indiana's controversial Religious Freedom Restoration Act, passed a few days earlier. Uh, the Johnson lied and denied that his legislation was based on the Taliban, Indiana law. Johnson's Marriage and Conscience Act would have prevented adverse treatment of, by the state to any person or entity. On the basis of the views they may hold with regard to marriage, critics denounced the bill as an attempt to protect people who discriminate against same sex married couples. Governor P. Ush Bobby Jindal Exorcist R Exorcist pledged to sign Johnson's bill into law if it passed both houses of the legislature. IBM and other employers in the region expressed their opposition to the bill, including concerns about the hiring difficulties it would likely produce. Other politicians also objected, including Baton Rouge Metro Councilman John Delgado, a fellow Republican who called Johnson a despicable bigot of the highest order for proposing the bill. That's Speaker despicable bigot to you. Uh, Mr. Delgado, Councilman Delgado. And Matt asks, anyone else? So during the vote, when representatives were calling out the name of who they wanted as speaker, anyone else think they were saying, "My Johnson? These guys think about Dick more than any gay man I know. And that's saying something Matt says. Oh, my God. Sometimes sometimes there's just an echo of the cowbell. Um, (laughs) She spent the last week, uh, the last day, last several days on her knees. Stephen New York says, and we didn't need towels to clean up because she's epically good at swallowing. Oh, there's a nasty little song we used to sing many years ago, and I'm not going to sing it. Promise me. Uh, That house meeting, Steve continues, it's like a Protestant conclave. Oh, don't lay it all on the Protestants now. By the way, Matt, you've just got an, Oh, my God, Matt, from Routes. But, you know, reality spoken here, and what Matt said was true. Ralph's. Uh, Emilio says, Stop annoying me, Robin. Signed, God. So we had a little heads up from Jack and Shreveport last night about all of this. Because Mike Johnson is from Bossier City, Louisiana, Stan. And it's just kind of funny how uh, things have a way of rattling around in my little noggin. When I heard Bozier City, my memory, well, a synapse fired inside the curious web. Of memories and observations and facts, and that is my brain. A playwright named James McClure wrote a pair of one-act plays. They're set in Texas. Uh, it's post. It's brief. It's it's just shortly post Vietnam. And uh, the plays are called Lone Star, and the companion play is called Laundry and Bourbon. Lone Star concerns a pair of brothers, Roy and Ray, and Roy is home from the war. Ray didn't have to go because he had football knee, and Roy is having a hard time uh, re to life back home in Maynard, Texas. Now we are to understand that Maynard, Texas is in that part of Texas that ain't too far at all from uh, Louisiana. And he's remembering his glory days, Ray is, and they uh, that mostly happens out back of a bar there in Maynard, where he drinks Lone Star beer and eats popcorn and the like and talks to his baby brother Ray a lot about his experience in Vietnam at one point in time Ray says Nam and Roy says you can't call it Nam it's Vietnam to you you wasn't there and he and and, and Roy relives like I said Uh, His late high school days, basically, you know, he's one of those guys who peaked in high school. And in particular, and this is why the minute I heard Bozier City, uh, I immediately went, oh, wait. Because right after I got out of college and went back home to Alabama and got, and, uh, got myself a job working in the uh, news talk station foreshadowing. I was you know I love theater. I hadn't quite I hadn't gone to Alabama yet to work on my masters in acting. But I decided to um, try to put together an independent production and I had read Lone Star. Put together an independent production as dinner theater in downtown Tuscumbia The little town with scum in the middle Because they had an outdoor area With a stage and everything And it was literally a bar and restaurant So it was out back of a bar It worked out nicely uh, There was an a- upstairs attic With all kinds of old signs From back when the place was a soda fountain and drugstore So dressing the set was an absolute joy Had an old Coca-Cola cooler That we filled with uh, non-alcoholic beer and put Lone Star beer labels on got a friend of mine to play Ray I played Roy got another friend from the radio station to play Skeeter Fullernoy uh, the, uh, the the nerd whom they both torment and we put on a dinner theater production it was well received food was good play was hilarious and uh, I remembered, when I heard Bozier City, I remembered the monologue, the Bozier City monologue, as, as delivered by Roy. And so earlier today, after hearing Bozier City, Bozier City, Bozier City, I went and lo and behold, I found a, a I don't know if it's a student production or a, a, an amateur production or whatever, of the play, and I, I thought y'all might like to hear, since that's where the new speaker hails from, and him being all pious and everything. Uh, Bozier's Bozier City was quite the uh, quite the place back in the '60s, and uh, I love this monologue, and it just seemed to fit.
3: Did I ever tell you about the time me and old Wayne went to Bozier City, Louisiana? About a hundred times. Bowser City! Bowser City! Kind of has a ring to it, don't he? Bowser City! Babylon on the Red River! Sin! Hot women, sticky summer nights, biggest strip of nightclubs between Vegas and Miami Beach. Bowser City! One armed bandits, teenage prostitutes, all the things that make life worth living. One summer morning in 1967, old Wayne came to me and said, Roy, we can either get drunk here in Maynard or we can get drunk in Bowser City. So we drove to Louisiana. And Ray, let me tell you, as soon as we got there, wham, just like that, things started to happen. What happened? I saw us a car wreck. Wow, that was nothing. Saw three before we even left town. We were in three of them. Old oh, Rain, he was one hell of a driver. Started at one end of that Bowser Strip, worked our way to the other. There was Club Flamingo, Log Cabin Club, Kim's Lounge, and the immortal Merle Kimberleys, Whiskey A Go-Go, Ray, and had three dance floors that lit up. Well, did you dance? No, I don't dance. Wayne danced. Did you get in any fights? Got D- kicked out of the Aces' Lounge with Mr. Torch for fighting. Couldn't get out of those fights? Hell no, we started them. Then, at the Swamp Club, Wayne tried to pick up these two Italian girls. <laughs> well, their boyfriends didn't like that one bit. <laughs> Let me tell you, you ever get down that part of the world, Ray, don't ever mess with no Louisiana Dagoes. Ain't nothing worse than the Southern Mafia.
0: <laughs>
3: they the ones that pulled the knife on you? Yeah, they? they're the ones that who hey. Heard this story before. Yep.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Broke into my story. Where was I? Well you were right at the part where the Italians pull out their knives, so you and Wayne run back to the truck to get your shotgun then the Italians pull out their guns and start shooting at you. But you and Wayne make it back to the truck, and while Wayne backs the truck out of the parking lot, you fire at the Italians out the window. Wayne backs up into one car, hits a fence, and then as he's pulling out of the parking lot, sideswipes swipes the oncoming Cadillac. Lincoln Continental. Or Lincoln Continental, depending on how drunk you are when you tell the story. That story don't change. Well, it happened. Sometimes you say, a straight bullet kill, kills an old woman. Well, sometimes I forget that part. How did you forget gunning down an old woman? <laughs> it wasn't an old woman exactly. It was, was a bowling
0: alley. It was a
3: bowling alley up back next to the parking lot. How could you mistake an old woman for a bowling
0: alley?
3: <laughs> It was dark. Oh, anyway, we ended up over there at Kim's Lounge. And old Wayne starts to pick up this girl down at the end of the bar. Yeah. Before you know it, he's taking her out to the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Said it wouldn't take long. So I ordered another drink. And about five minutes later, old Wayne comes walking back in white as a sheet. Hmm. He said, Roy, Let's get the hell out of Bozier City. So we did. But only after six hours on that Bozier Strip, we saw us two fights, two car wrecks, and a gun battle with the Southern Mafia. And Wayne Wilder had French kissed a man in a dress. Woo! So Wayne, down in Huntsville, here's to you, old boy.
2: Yeah there's to you, Wayne Wilder. French kissed a man in a dress in Bowser City. Kind of wonder if the same might be true of Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson.
0: Hmm.
2: Just well, you know, but they cleaned up Bowser City as far as I can as far as I can tell. There is no more Kim's Lounge or Merle Kimberly's Whisk Go Go or anything like that, and. It's it's Bossier City, but Babylon on the Red River is now safe for good God, fear and upstanding Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evangelical, fundamentalist, homosexual Christians like Mike Johnson. <sighs> Lord, I got a feeling we're in for some shit and i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to come off my prediction that there will be a government shutdown because that is what they want the republicans voted unanimously for mike johnson you got to wonder why it took 3 weeks for them to do that because they needed to kill those 3 weeks remember they're going on vacation friday they're out for recess cue up Alice Cooper school's out but be very very skeptical of the man who says that everything he does is ordained by Jeebus Christ and among those who are uh, crowing about the election of my John Mike Johnson Speaker Johnson Johnson the Speaker kind of makes you wonder if you can get one uh, get like a Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth speaker in the in the shape of one of those. Ah, never mind. It's just one dirty joke after another. But the man who now has my Mike Johnson's testicles in a grubby old mayonnaise jar in the back of his refrigerator was real full of himself after the vote earlier today. I'm speaking of course about Matt. It just gets worse.
4: And everyone in the room knew at that moment, that I wasn't the force for chaos, I wasn't causing disunity, that for the last three weeks the reason the House of Representatives has been paralyzed is because for his own selfish gain, Kevin McCarthy was sabotaging the candidacy of anyone else because he was plotting a return, and we stopped it And in the place of Kevin McCarthy.
2: And yet, curiously enough, Kevin McCarthy voted for Mike Johnson. This logic business, I don't think Matt at Just Gates Worse is very good at it.
4: We get a Bayou, uh, Louisiana Mike Johnson, a brilliant constitutional attorney. He has been
2: brilliant, a brilliant constitutional attorney. Sure, he's a bigot. He's a fundamentalist. He's a constitutionalist, originalist. There weren't no queers in 1787, not a one. They were all good Christians. And that's why there's no queer marriage in the Constitution. Let's get a case, right? I'll see. I'll get on the blower and see if I can get the gang over there at the Alliance to Fame and Freedom to uh, get a case ginned up. You know, there wasn't even a real case in that 303 Creative case they they 303 created. There wasn't a real there wasn't a real couple trying to get that that poor persecuted Christian lady. Uh, to 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 make a queer wedding website for it. No, they didn't even exist. And, and and the person they said, well, you know, and so we can get anything up there in front of the third, our, our our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties that we want to, and we can just lie about it if we want to, and we probably will. So we'll try, and and just like just like Clarence Pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas Dunn said, what we'll do is we'll gin up a case, and it ain't even gonna be real but we'll get it up to the supreme court anyway cuz we'll start it out with that casmeric cat in texas or some similar shit as that and we'll we'll just we'll just fraud it through the uh, fifth us circuit court of appeals and fraud it right into the into the supreme court and and, and clarence can uh, get get his wish and uh, we'll 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 uh, we'll overturn that queer marriage just like he wants to and along the way We'll overturn everything, everything that's ba- that, that, uh, that has to do with substantive due process, except, of course, Clarence's marriage to Gensurrectionists because they love each other.
4: And my seatmate in the House Judiciary Committee for seven years. For seven years, we have worked against the illegitimate impeachments, against the weaponization of this government. This is this guy did the toughest cases before the Louisiana Supreme Court. He is sharp. He will be as respected in the halls of our uh, in the homes of our most meaningful, righteous, and patriotic donors as he will at the rallies with our most enthusiastic there's, there's and meaningful activists. It is going to be a great moment for. The house, And you know what? At the very end, when some people didn't know if they could still even bring back McCarthy, a few of them just left the room and didn't vote. And the swamp is on the run. That's- MAGA is ascendant. And if, if you don't think that moving from Kevin McCarthy to MAGA Mike Johnson shows the ascendance of this movement and where the power in the Republican Party truly lies – Uh, then then you're not paying attention. But they are they are crying. They are hand wringing and bedwetting over on K Street because we have an honorable, righteous, righteous man uh, who is about to take this position. He's going to do great things for the country. Ah, oh, this is this is what victory feels like, man. We got we got more to do, but I, I've told you in the past, and I've told the audience in the past, don't celebrate yet. You know what? You deserve this. You deserve this moment when this godly good man takes this position. And we you we, we can godly. finally show you what a yeah, when
2: this mullah takes this position.
4: a Fighting Republican Party in control of the House of Representatives looks like oh, I've not I, seen I, that I, in I, seven years under McCarthy. And
2: I think we have a new epi- a new moniker speaker mullah johnson oh it may stick i have a feeling it will
4: paul ryan we finally get a chance with mike johnson this is a great day
2: it was the reference to his he'll be able to tap into lots of money mm. and of course the happiest person out there right now is of course nitwit nero Well, I mean, he's happy with that outcome. He's not generally happy because he got bitch-slapped in court in New York today. More on that later. More on that later. You get the idea. Yeah, Matt in San Francisco says, We picked us a smart one, a maggot with courtroom experience and an ability to lie and sound plausible. What could possibly go wrong? And listening to him speak, I mean, I use the I use the the, the silly tone accent and everything, but he, more than anything else, uh, Mullah Johnson sounded like one of those uh, uh, staid and stolid, sedate Southern Baptist ministers who in uh, who can speak to the congregation in even tones, all the while uh, speaking the most odious. Hateful, bigoted rhetoric. So instead of in, instead of a shrieking bomb thrower like Jim Jacket Off Jordan, uh, they're going to they're going to get a guy who can uh, make uh, uh, putting putting trans people in fucking camps sound perfectly reasonable and logical, and of course, Christian. Well, at least there's only um, a little bit of time left in this first session of the 118th Congress and one more year of it to go. And if you are not motivated to bust your ass, to make sure that these freaks, these fascists, these theocrats, these Nazis, these insurrectionists do not retain power... I don't know what more it'll take to motivate us. And again, they go on vacation on Friday, and they don't come back until the second week of November. Giving them about, well, no time at all to avert a shutdown because any anti-shutdown continuing resolution that comes from the pen of a guy who used to be chief counsel for one of the most bigoted tax-exempt grifts in the country well, it'll be poison Uh, yes, says Steve in New York when I think godly, I definitely think of the what I definitely think of is the insurrectionist, anti-LGBT, anti-woman pro-coup, election denier, bigot as Speaker. This dispels any myth that all Republicans are the same. Fuck the Beatitudes. Jesus never really said that shit anyway. Oh, by the way. But her emails... I know. So, uh, look for a ramping up of the weaponization of the government committee. Look for, as long as they're there, lots more shrieking and barking and grunting and hooting because... The maggot civility, as practiced by Mullah Johnson, is not likely to uh, include anybody who's not cisgendered, cisgender, heterosexual, Christian, white, and male. I, I-, I hope we're clear on that. Uh, Kim, hi, Kim in New York says who is that I missed it who is that speaking in the clip you just played having an orgasm Re Mullah Johnson oh that was Matt it just gates worse Uh, speaking on that rickety uh, podcast platform run by the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells uh, Stevie three shirts racist Bannon that's who that was Uh, uh, trans camps Matt in San Francisco says now Roxanne I'll be in the barracks next door we break out just before sunrise. Yes, we do. And and you know we can uh, we can tunnel under we can uh, we can tunnel under this under the stalag, and, and we can quietly carry this uh, the, the sand, the, the the dirt and sand out. Um, in uh, I don't know uh, our our, our my, you know we'll help carry the dirt out in our petticoats. Yes. <sighs> I plan to be selling cigarettes under the Southwest Guard Tower, y'all. You you know what's going to suck about the camps? Having to be there with people like Caitlyn Jenner and Blair White, you know, the good ones. And Matt, I'm sorry for you, dear friend, but uh, you're going to have to be there with all those log closet Republicans, honey, and it's going to stink. uh Steve in New York's bailing I love you more than my luggage but I just can't listen anymore we have a fascist in the speakership and a murderous prime minister in Israel be, that's Israel be well I love you no really love you too Steve I understand um odyssea will sit here lashed to the mast while everybody else is rowing with beeswax in their ears and I'll be listening to the siren song of the mullah mullah johnson But Mullah Johnson did not come to the speakership without people actually knowing who the hell he is. And so it was that um, yesterday, oh, no, Matt in San Francisco, Milo Yiannopoulos will run the commissary with Caitlin. No, Milo won't be there, remember? He's he's ex-gay now. Uh, he, he, he never he, he no longer craves the D he's he's a good he's a good Christian straight boy he's con, he, he's been he's been converted I think no 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 Matt they'll probably send him just to make sure don't you figure but anyway Tuesday talking about mullah Johnson. And uh, shit got nasty when a reporter uh, with the uh, Republican conference there uh, yammering away. A reporter named Rachel Schott asked a most uncomfortable question. Rachel Schott said, Well, you'll hear, let's just play the clip. Mr.
0: Johnson, you helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election results for you.
2: Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! and that's Virginia Double X Fox in North Carolina stand, sit, standing right there next to uh, 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 Lauren Clanny Oakley Bubert, uh, the uh, corn shucker. Shut up! Shut up! Well, the fact is, Mullah Johnson did help lead the effort to overturn the 2020 election. He pulled together a group of uh, insurrectionist members of Congress, to file an amicus brief arguing that COVID rules—get this—it's a struggle. Uh, COVID rules fouled the ballots, uh, uh, and it was, of course, summarily rejected. And so uh, uh, the maggots screamed, Shut up! Shut up! Virginia Meemaw Fox XX did. Boo! Boo! (laughs) Next question. Because he is. He's an insurrectionist Christian. He's a participant in the domestic terror attack on the Capitol... ...of the 6th day of January 2021, a day which should, but among far too many people in this country, does not live in infamy... Well, uh, good for you, ABC reporter, Rachel Schott, or Scott, Rachel Scott. Good for you. You know you've asked a good question. When the when, when, when the, uh, maggots start, boo, boo, like they you know, I don't know, like they're in a crowd scene in The Princess Bride. Boo! And, of course, Tom Emmer of Minnesota voted uh, voted for Mike Johnson as well. And, of course, there was the blather in his speech about how the greatest threat to the national security of the United States of America is our debt. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, coded language for poor and working people to uh, run and hide. Funny, I think the, one of the greatest threats to national security of the United States of America is billionaires. But, you know, what do I know? I, let's, uh, let's check in with Representative Anna Pavalaguna, maggot, Florida, as she praised uh, Mullah Johnson. I am proud of Representative Pete Aguiar. He renominated Hakeem Jeffries today, and he brought the fire. Uh, To wit,
5: Republicans were truly intent on solving our issues reopening the House of Representatives and rallying around someone to lead this chamber? Or has this been about something else? Has this been about a focus of House Republicans to find the person who can pass their extreme litmus test to oppose marriage equality, enact a nationwide abortion ban without exceptions, gut Social Security and Medicare, and support overturning a free and fair election? It's a fair question. It's a fair question.
2: It is a fair question.
5: Nowhere, nowhere in that candidate questionnaire is it about growing the middle class, helping our communities, keeping the cost of health care lower, and making life for everyday Americans better. The gentlewoman from New York said it right. This has been about one thing. This has been about who can appease Donald Trump. House Republicans have put their names behind someone who has been called the most important architect of the Electoral College objections. He spearheaded, that's fair, that's fair, we know how you feel, yeah, you've made that clear. He spearheaded the legal effort joined by more than 100 of our colleagues on the other side of the aisle in support of a dangerous and baseless lawsuit to overturn the results of the 2020 election. On the eve of January 6th, some of my Republican colleagues even called this a failed strategy. Yet those same individuals stand, plan to stand right next to him today. Mr. Speaker pro tem, House Democrats believe that when members of this body voted to reject the results of the 2020 election, they forfeited their ability to lead this chamber.
2: I'm a little more extreme. I think they forfeited the ability to sit in that chamber. But then again, what do I know? And so what you heard there, damn right it was. Uh, that was Representative Anna Paula Laguna, who was reported previously to have uh, uh, been involved in a, bit of sexy time. I know, gross. There goes dinner in the Eastern Daylight Time Zone in the Central as well. A bit of a a, a sexual liaison with Matt. It just gets worse. I know. But everything Pete Aguilar said is true. They have elevated one of the chief architects of trying to overthrow the legitimate results of the 2020 election to the speakership note coming in from billable rick Uh, subject line speaker mullah johnson i just saw a news headline says billable that mullah johnson is in a covenant merge a religiously influenced legal agreement that makes it harder to obtain a divorce I do believe some states uh, and they're of course maggot Confederate states in uh, have statutes about covenant marriage. Uh, this is one of those yeah it makes it harder to get a divorce. It makes it harder on the woman to get a divorce. Let's be clear. yeah it's, and, and it's all based on uh, misogynistic, Principles of Christianity that involve the little woman recognizing the supremacy of her man and submitting to him as the church submits unto Christ. How fucking gross! No wonder Mrs. Johnson spent the last several days on her knees. Submitting. Ugh. That's right. Um, Deficits don't matter. That from uh, Count Dicula, Darth Cheney. Thanks for the reminder, Randy Radar. Uh, Clarence, with a note, Mike Johnson. My first duty station in the U.S. Air Force was in Bossier City, Louisiana. I was assigned to the 2nd Bombardment Wing, Barksdale Air Force Base. I guarded B-52 bombers and KC-135 refueler aircraft. I remember reading the local want ads with a request for a cleaning lady. The thing that stood out to me was colored folk need not apply. This was 1970, Louisiana. Coming from Philly, this was a real culture shock. I was 20 years old. So I can see Johnson being one of those good old boys. I have no... <laughs> yeah. wonder if there's any black folk in the good Christian church Mike attends. It's... Uh... not encouraging but we'll just have to sit around and wait to see how awful it gets how quickly There is a bunch of stuff in the news today, and we can't just camp out on Mullah Johnson. One of the most important bellwether um, votes to watch... ...will occur on November 7th in the Buckeye State, Ohio, where we have found out that beginning quietly on the 28th day of September, just a few weeks back, a week after military and overseas voting started for the November 7th election, there and there will be statewide issues on the ballot, like Issue 1... Issue 1 speaks to whether or not Ohio will enshrine the right to choose in the Ohio Constitution. And so, starting on uh, September the 28th, the Ohio Secretary of State, uh, a maggot named Frank LaRose, ordered that uh, thousands of inactive voters be purged from the voter rolls of the Buckeye State. Again, voting had already begun. Representative Bride Rose Sweeney, a Democrat from Westlake, said, This is a stunning order buried in a confusing directive on your website. We need some clarification. Now, uh, theoretically, uh, no, actually, the Ohio Secretary of State's office has been quite zealous ordering county officials every year over the past several to uh, purge the names from the rolls of voters who hadn't cast a ballot Or responded to mailed notices, that's a that that, that's the tricky part, over a period of six years. And they've been, like I said, particularly zealous in Ohio who hadn't cast ballots or responded to mailed notices. So somebody moves, but doesn't vote and doesn't change their address all the maggot all, all the all the maggot secretary of state has to do is mail mail a postcard saying you must call this number or you must send this postcard back or you will be removed from the rolls and rolls and poof no more right to vote now you could reasonably go through there and say hmm and, and, and compare, say, the voter rolls with uh, Ohio Vital Statistics and clear out the dead folks. That's just, I mean, that's administratively sound. As long as you know that the dead person is the same person as the person on the voter rolls, and that requires a little bit of uh, effort. But fewer voters always inure to the benefit of the maggot party. and the question being asked is why did he not wait until after the election to do the purge because he had done so he had waited until after the special election in august on a proposed constitutional amendment that went down in flames because he was he was thinking he might need those votes but now with issue one on the ballot for November 7th in in, in the Buckeye State. Now, uh, given the way that that issue was resolved in August, now it might be beneficial for the maggots to have less voters because it looks like uh, women and people who respect them in Ohio We're going to go to the polls and say, oh, hell no, to the maggots. Uh, With the maggots doing things like claiming that uh, uh, approving that ballot measure will lead to grooming of children and transing of children, which is, of course, bullshit. You can't be transed. And the only grooming is taking place generally by Republicans who uh, get themselves in positions of power and then abuse it because they like to screw children. Uh, Staying in Ohio, just as an example, uh, Milford, Ohio... Now Steve's already bailed out. Talk on it, and I don't know where Milford is. Uh, the uh, uh, there's a restaurant in Milford. Uh, it serves American fare. It's called Copper Blue. Well, I guess Milford's near Cincinnati. It's a casual dining place and the owner of Copper Blue uh, one Brian Arlinghouse put a sign in the window of Copper Blue last uh, last week against the issue against the ballot initiative that would make sure that women have access to reproductive care in that state so that little 12-year-old girls who were raped wouldn't have to flee to some other state to get an abortion because the Republicans in Ohio want 10 and 11 and 12-year-old little raped girls to have babies because God, well, God said he wants them to God wouldn't have had him raped if he didn't want him to make a baby. Well, something interesting happened after Brian Arlinghouse, who is a devout Catholic, put his sign against the issue in the window of his restaurant. His staff fucking quit. (laughs) Really? Really? Brian Arlinghouse uh, said I told the staff I started off by thanking them for all the hard work they do there for the restaurant when it comes to this issue I believe the issue is more than just a political issue I'm a Catholic and I don't believe abortion is good for women you're a dude I don't believe you have a right to say a goddamn thing Brian Arlinghouse And so, uh, on Facebook, they po- uh, he posted that, Copper Blue, have uh, we have chosen to not support Ohio Issue 1, which has left us with <clears throat> staffing issues. Uh, the first comment on when he posted on Facebook came from Kelsey Shuffleburger of Miami Township, Ohio, who said, I've been to Copper Blue several times, not recently though. But then Kelsey added the the twist and said, "I certainly will not be visiting again." I strongly believe that a woman has a right to choose what she does with her body and what restaurants she patronizes. So, in a desperate effort to make lemons out of, or make lemonade out of lemons. It's just going to be lemon juice. Brian Arlinghouse, devout Catholic, said, "Uh, I'm going to take the next few days to deep clean the restaurant and give staff a bit of time uh, before I decide when to reopen. I mean, some cooks and some front of house folks resigned. Others didn't officially do so. No, they just walked. Keep walking, y'all. Keep walking. You don't want to work for a theocrat anyway. Rotten bastard, I hope he never reopens. So, uh... If people come to the polls and reject and, and, and approve issue one, it will be it, it, in a place like Ohio just as they enshrine the right to reproductive care in the constitution of a blood-red state like Kansas it may signal something significant for 2024. And I cannot help but wonder how much barking and grunting about reproductive care there will be in Mullah Johnson's Congress. I wonder how how many bills will be filed. Hateful bills. So they're purging the rolls in Ohio, desperately trying to force women into back alleys, force little raped girls to bear their rapists' children. Man, yeah. Oh, let's check in on uh, the Kraken lawyer, Squidney Powell. You know, she uh, entered a guilty plea last Thursday to six charges in regard to her election interference and her conspiracy with Donald Trump and all the other co-conspirators. In particular, with the breach of election equipment and stealing voter information in Coffee County, Georgia. but even days before her guilty plea she was still posting uh, shits on shitter claiming that the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump and that there was a law enforcement bias against conservatives there might be a law enforcement bias but not against conservatives there might be a law enforcement bias against people who violate the law you know, like Squidney Powell. She also posts over on Tripe Social. She also posts on that platform owned by uh, Mother Russia, Telegram. And she publishes a Substack newsletter funded by her dark money gang, Defending the Republic. And those posts have come since her guilty plea, and she wants people to post items and YouTube videos that show that that claim that her guilty plea was extorted. You may rest assured that Bonnie Willis and her team are well aware of it. Because Bonnie Willis is uh, busy. CNN, citing multiple sources, says that, that District Attorney Willis is considering offering plea deals to at least six more co-conspirators. Robert Cheeley, according to CNN, was offered a deal, but he turned it down. His pettifogger, some lawyer named Richard Rice, who said, well, to say that we are currently in discussions with the DA's office would be an inaccurate representation of what's going on. They made us an offer some time ago, and we declined it. God, got a trial. And uh, Misty Hampton is, has been uh, approached about a deal and a maggot campaign official Mike Roman apparently has been contacted as well three other unnamed co-defendants have been thinking about pleading out Vonnie Willis is not one to screw with because she gets her ducks in a row and then they all quack The morning uh, began, as my mornings often do, uh, with, a, with a cup of coffee and my filthy morning habit. And uh, the uh, morning zoo crew was having no small amount of fun today
6: we'll get to it in a bit. I, I, I'm, I'm curious, so, what what you believe the impact of Mark Meadows turning on Donald Trump would be, and also uh, your reaction to uh, Meadows' attorney's I don't know that I'd quite call it a non-denial denial. It was—it may have been too, a li- too clever by half. We've all—we've all, we've all yeah. seen people put statements out like that when they found one or two words weren't exactly right, and then tried to try to dismiss the overall story. But uh, what's your take on all of it?
1: That's a great assessment, Joe. As you can imagine, we've all at NBC News done some reporting behind the scenes on this, and the the informed speculation about this denial is. Or the question is, is there some issue around the immunity question? Was there mm-hmm. some imprecision in the ABC News report? There's a lot of different ways that a witness can get immunity. You can get what's known as a queen for a day, proffer immunity, use immunity. So that may, there may be some inaccuracies there. But the gist of what Mark Meadows is telling investigators, no one is disputing that, including Donald Trump's lawyers are not publicly disputing that. And just think of the impact before a jury. of of having one of Donald Trump's closest aides testify that he told the president he lost the election and that he'd seen nothing that would suggest that there are any fraud claims that could overturn the election, and yet Donald Trump was pursuing them anyway. Uh, Legal experts have said that prosecutors don't need to show that Donald Trump believed he lost the election in order to prove these criminal claims uh, against Mr. Trump, but it sure would be helpful for a jury if they could establish that. Juries are humans, after all, and and it it paints a larger picture of fraud. And and this also underscores that people with lives and careers independent of Donald Trump are not going to go down for him. They're not going to face millions of dollars in legal bills and uh, potential years in prison to protect Donald Trump. Maybe a few people who've worked for him for his whole life who are in lower level jobs have this kind of blind loyalty. We've seen that, um, but, but not these, these major Washington figures or minor figures like a Jenna Ellis. They're just not willing to do right. it. And, and, and this stuff is really crumbling around Donald Trump. Well, you know, and, and I, um, uh, Willie, uh,
6: this is sort of the Christmas story uh, uh, a metaphor uh, that I'm sure every le- great legal mind across America has been thinking. The mm-hmm. BB gun, it's all a lot of fun until mm-hmm. we put somebody's eyes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, while they're running around playing, you know, following Trump, thinking.
2: Yeah, wait a minute. Didn't we have a didn't we have a Christmas story reference on the program last night? Just curious. Yeah, I think
6: we did oh, look what he's saying. He's getting away with it. This is fun. Mm -hmm. We're getting to own the libs. We're getting to own the press. Oh, my God. They really talk about a feeling of immunity. They felt like they had an immunity not only from the law, but from the truth that they could say anything because this guy was president of the United States and he was lying every day and sending out lawyers to lie every day, say horrible things about federal judges, completely undermine the rule of law, or at least they thought in their mind they could. They thought they could lie their way out of a presidential election, and then they wake up, uh, and suddenly they see the charges are coming, because it may have been a shock to some of these lawyers, but if you try to overturn an American election, well, law's coming after you. We are a nation of laws, not a nation of men. So we heard it from Jenna Ellis a couple of weeks ago. She said, listen, I'm not... <laughs> I don't have money. I don't have money like all these other people. I'm not going to sit here and blindly defend Donald Trump. He's a narcissist. He's crazy. I wouldn't even vote for him again. And so suddenly it's all fun and games until it's not. She decides, and I'm sure family members around her said, you got to protect yourself. Stop lying for this man. Same thing with Mark Meadows. I'm not privy to anything that Mark... And his family says, but what do, you think, what do you think his wife and children said to him? Really? Like, you've been following this guy around for years? Are you going to follow him to prison? And as Ken Delaney said, that is, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be making, making shit up outside of a courtroom. It's quite another to walk into that courtroom and get five to ten years.
2: He's not wrong. And so those are the stresses on Nitwit Nero. And they were made manifest today in his fraud trial in Manhattan. Now, what did Todd say last night? He's not going to make it, Robin. Uh, Well, there's Todd emailing now. Yep, someone was listening to us. Sometimes it sure does seem that way. But Todd said he's not going to make it. And I I think he is beginning to uh, fray around the seams. Kind of looks like he's standing in a stiff breeze and being whipped about by the winds of fate. Michael Cohen took the stand yesterday. And Nitwit Nero immediately jumped on Truth Tripe Social thereafter and said, If we had any other judge, this case would have been thrown out years ago. He's a radical left Democrat who's totally controlled by Letitia James and her thugs many of whom now have COVID, but did not tell any of us who are dealing with them in the close confines of court. In fact, they lost another co- thug to COVID today. Judge would not delay this scam, election interference, no jury case, judicial and prosecutorial misconduct. Never mind the fact that uh, Judge and Goron, Justice and Goron, had uh, made abundantly clear that masks were available, but he couldn't put one on because that would detesticulate him in front of the, uh, the, the covidiot maggot hordes walking around with onions in their socks, drinking quart jars of pee-pee that they keep in the refrigerator and, rub it, and, and, and rubbing their gums with aardvark antifungal. And so he actually, what Nero did, got called to the stand today because he ran his yap again because he can't be quiet. He simply cannot be quiet in this court proceeding, which gives us a window into what it's going to look like when he has to sit in a criminal trial day after day, week after week, month after month. And here his sins played out in public akin to the reading of transgressions on that great getting up morning of Judgment Day. This is going to be Judgment Year. Today, Justice Ang- is. I, and I don't know, I say Angoron, Justice Ingeron, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to be cute with his... I'm not. So, Nitwit Nero had uh, triped about... Uh, well, you know, the gag order is, is in place. He's already been fined $5,000, and uh, the gag order says for him not to comment on court staff. But he went out and griped and triped about the very person, the very partisan person sitting alongside the judge. Well, the person who's sitting alongside the judge is the judge's clerk, whom he previously asserted was involved in an illicit sexual relationship with Chuck Schumer, which is just absolute madness, batshit craziness. And so after lunch today, Judge Justice Ngoron said, to, well, I want to question your client about that. I'm going to hold a hearing right now about that, he said. And so Julius Geezer had to galumph up and waddle up and sit his adipose bulk in the chair on the witness stand And said, state your name. Donald John Trump, New York, Trump Organization. Even that was a lie because he changed his citizenship to Florida, remember? And then the judge said, well, who were you talking about when you said the person sitting alongside me? And Trump looked at him and said, you and Cohen. Cohen. And so the judge continued to question him um, um, among them, among the questions, asking, noting that uh, you only refer to Michael Cohen by his name. And then this, who, no wonder, uh, uh, no, no wonder he looked like he was being blown back in his chair, like the guy in that old Maxell tape ad from the 80s. As a trier of fact, Judge Engoron said, I find that the witness is not credible. My clerk was sitting much closer to me. I hereby find the defendant $10,000 for violation of my order. The judge was kind of astonished. He looked Trump in the eye and said, I don't want anyone killed. And he said it outside the courtroom. I don't want anyone killed. And so today the judge said, why should there not be severe sanctions for this blatant, dangerous disobeyal of a clear court order? And added, this recent statement, assuming the Associated Press is correct, obviously was intentional. The person sitting alongside me is my principal law clerk. And then his pettifogger, Chris Kyes, who hasn't quite yet figured out that he, is, he has an unmanageable client who will not take his advice, Kyes said, oh no, he was talking about Cohen. But, he's not, but Cohen is not sitting alongside the judge, he's sitting in the witness box. Fogger Kai said, I've asked him. That's exactly what he said. He's tired of listening to what he's hearing, and it's very hard. Well, you know, if he's tired of listening to what he's hearing, all he had to have ever done was not be a, 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 a practitioner of fucking fraud. But things are going badly. Uh, Even yesterday with Cohen on the stand, Cohen said, uh, no, Uh, Donald refused to communicate with me electronically or in handwritten notes. He'd only exchanged numbers written in red pen because in the time before color copying, red pens didn't show well on black and white copy machines. Because they look would look faint or non-existent, and the the, the level of detail here is granular. With prosecutor, uh, D- deputy attorney general Colleen Thayer inquiring about the nature of the insurance Trump uh, carried and so she showed a financial statement from a meeting with their insurance to Michael Cohen and he said that Trump would pop into the meetings about three quarters of the way through when he came in he said he would tout his net worth and tell the underwriters he was richer than their companies Uh, maybe I should self-insure, Trump would mutter to himself. And then came a 2014 email from precious princess Iwanka my daddy, Trump Kushner to Jason Greenblatt, Alan Weisselberg, and Michael Cohen. On the subject line, it said, Deutsche Bank to Morgan Stanley Letter. And it was a uh, forward of a uh, note sent by Iwanka to one Rosemary Vrobich, an executive from Deutsche Bank, at which point the pettifoggers at the defense table perked their pink little ears up and started grunting and objecting and said, well, that was just a drive-by reference to the team. Talking about the Buffalo Bills, this all had to do with him trying to buy the Buffalo Bills and failing. At which uh, Justice Ingoron said, Oh, I believe we can all agree that Mr. Trump never owned the Buffalo Bills, correct? Ooh. And looking at the documents, Michael Cohen went on and said, we would look at the assets and increase its values in order to achieve the numbers that he wanted. Every year, over several years, Nitwit Nero asked him to reverse engineer the values of properties to meet his goal of his net worth. You know, one of the things out of all of this that one notes is that someone who is well and truly stinking filthy rich doesn't have to run around inflating his values, his net worth. I mean, do you you think Jeff Bezos does that? I mean, wait, hold on, because I'm pretty sure Leon Scum does that. But the ones who are really rich... Uh, and, and by the way, speaking of Leon Scum, I had a note from uh, Brother Deacon Asa, which is uh, telling. Uh, Leon uh, Tesla. Headline from Fortune magazine, Tesla warns that a federal probe into whether it exaggerated the range of its cars... God, they'll lie about anything, won't they? Yeah, these are electric cars, and how far the car, the battery charge will lie, how, how many miles you can travel, is kind of a big deal with an electric car. Tesla warns that a federal probe into whether it exaggerated the range of its cars may lead to a material adverse impact on our business... Can these people say anything without it sounding like a desperate attempt to downplay a disaster? This is, you know, it's not Tesla. It's it's Leon Scum, uh, the same guy who gave who gave the world the phrase "rapid unplanned disassembly" when the Dick Rocket blew up. so underneath all this is the fact that the Justice Department has subpoenaed Tesla and they want uh, they, they, they want documents related to what Fortune calls potential personal benefits violations they also want documents on the advertised range of Tesla vehicles and personnel decisions They got the request in the third quarter. And so the filing says, uh, there's the possibility of a material adverse impact on our business if the government tries to pursue enforcement of the law. In a sort of Trumpian fashion, investigations of Tesla are piling up. Uh, The DOJ is looking into Tesla's claims about their self-driving technology. Then the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission sued Tesla, saying it's been tolerating widespread and ongoing racial harassment of its black employees in Fremont, California, the plant there. Ah, damn, I hope it didn't hurt too little. And as Brother Deacon Asa pointed out, I hope they go bankrupt. would not break my heart either and uh... any coverage of the trump trial in manhattan would not be complete without a sighting of counsel for the parking garage, Alina Habana-Habana-Habana. Today, speaking to Justice Arthur Goron at the beginning of the trial, or the beginning of the session today, she said, Well, you know, Judge, back before Donald Trump found me, and noticed my striking resemblance to melanoma. I'm making this part up, if you can't tell. I, too, was once a law clerk myself. And, you know, I, I, I find it incredibly distracting when there's eye rolls and whispering during my cross-examinations. And Justice Ngoron said, Well, of course. uh, There will be no eye rolling. God. What a maroon. The Peter Principle at work, Alina Habana Habana Havana has risen to the highest level of her own incompetence. Uh, Tesla range, Matt in San Francisco, says we have two, a Model 3 and the Model X. I can tell you for sure they don't go as far as they say they do. My Chevy Bolt, that sucker went further than they said it would. I think Tesla will be in for some tough times. In my defense, we bought both our Teslas used, so the money didn't go to Musk. Additionally, out here in the San Francisco Bay Area, Teslas are like Ford F-150s in Texas. They're everywhere. You know, Matt, that was one thing. I, 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 I hardly see them. Around here, of course. Because nobody here has figured out that a plug-in electric vehicle would be good for the coal industry, you know, because clean, carbon-neutral coal uh, provides our (sighs) electricity. Yeah. But uh, last spring when I was up in Princeton, New Jersey, like, does everybody drive a Tesla? So, yeah. Just don't let it self-drive, Matt. Please don't let it self drive. Oh, let's see. Let me run through that. Um, by the way, yeah, we're well past the halfway point of the program. We're we're goose egg this evening. We started out with nine hundred dollars to go to um, to go to come current. Monday, Tuesday, and today. And uh, Ralphs has a $25 challenge wager on the table um, uh, saying, I'm betting Mullah Johnson won't last until the government shutdown happens. We shall see. Thank you, Ralphs. And a a quick reminder from Scary Jerry. Praise up for Mexico, Acapulco. Yeah. uh, Hurricane Otis. Cat 5. Slammed into Acapulco. Almost without warning. Scary Jerry says, spellcheck is giving me no help as a hurricane fanatic, a gust from Otis a thousand miles away gave us slight weather challenges last night, 30 seconds of intense rain. I had no idea there was a Cat 5 in the drink. Otis went from a thunderstorm to a Cat 5 in 12 hours. I'm caps talking because this is new history. We've never seen that rapid intensification. That's a week's worth of churning on less than a day. Otis hit a population center as well, a million people. Raise your hearts, Horn family, it's what we do. Someone online said Acapulco looks like Gaza. I thought looks like a nuke. Damn. That was bad. And every hurricane season will, I think, on balance get worse than the the, the, than the previous year. Remember, Mullah Johnson is also a climate change denier. God created this planet. God created this weather. And God said he would never again kill all of humanity with a flood. Didn't say anything about fires now, did he? But it also probably has to do with the money that Mullah Johnson very likely gets from the uh, oil and gas industry and the petrochemical industry and the like. Right. You're right, Ralph. Lassie gets a sheriff. Not nearly as bad as it could have been, though. It was a great relief to pay a couple of bills. And, uh, Chase the lupine pest off the porch for a little bit. After uh, everybody responded to TJ's kind clean up the ketchup challenge, Lord, I bet the ketchup's flying at his tacky at his tacky ass three story bungalow at the top of Trump Tower today. And he's being whipsawed. Julius Geezer is. On the one ta- on the one hand, he's thrilled that Mike Johnson is speaker, and if he can manage to stay speaker and not have the mutineers turn on him, if he brings out a continuing resolution to keep the government funded, um, he, he you know that mayonnaise jar may, may suffer the same fate as the rancid peanut butter jar that held Craven McCarthy's testicles but he's whipsawed he's happy Mike Johnson is in there because he knows he's got an election denier in there if he manages to make it to the 2024 presidential election Photo of him sitting right next to Matt, it just gates worse. He's not a screamer, but he is decidedly in the pocket of Nitwit Nero. And curiously, the Amicus brief that he led, one hundred and twenty-four, one hundred and twenty-five other members of the House in filing to try to overturn the twenty twenty election. When the petition reached the Supreme Court, the only the only uh, members of our most puissant, dread sovereign, Supreme Catholic Majesties, who spoke in favor of it, were. Of course, Sammy Badbreath and Fappy. But the funny thing was it, was, it was such an inartful piece of crap, the suit was, that even those two fascists said they would not have granted the injunction that was being sought. But the important thing to note out of all of that is that 125 members of the House of Representatives aligned themselves with the insurrection. On the morning of the 6th day of January 2021, Mullah Johnson went to social media and said... We must fight for election integrity, the Constitution, and the preservation of our republic. It will be my honor to help lead the fight in the Congress today. And once again, voted to reject the Electoral College votes, even after the insurrection. Dark times ahead. Um, So, uh, let's see. Let's uh, go over to the stress line. We've got someone there. Hey, welcome to the program.
7: Robin. Todd. Hey. You know what? what? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. There's bacon. Holy cow! Somebody cooked a whole package of bacon. The line of food bacon, good bacon.
2: Oh, the, the food line bacon so, is very good. The store brand.
7: I'm just saying that like, that's a big deal because it's going to be a big deal. Like, I'm, I'm, I only told a few people about it. So, anywho, um, you know, something, you know, earlier, I missed the first part of your program, but it seemed like you were, I remember, you know, we go way back, and I remember when you used to have to go over on Fridays or, you know, some days to go over to the uh, post office box, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to see bus man Wayne and, and such, right?
0: Right. Yeah.
7: So, were you talking about him earlier?
2: No, 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 no. Uh, the the uh, the, okay. cha- the character in that play, Lone Star, uh, the best friend of the protagonist Roy, is a
7: uh, that's why, man, criminal hellraiser named Wayne, Wayne
2: Wilder. That's just a coincidence.
7: <laughs> you see, this is what happened. That, Bo- that, that whole that
2: whole that whole that whole City thing when you know, when they started mentioning that during the uh, election mm-hmm. of the mullah. It just it just triggered that I'm memory lucky. of doing that play. You know... And Wayne Wilder kid, I, French kissed a man in a dress.
7: Hmm. Well? Uh, you
2: know, wow. What it was was a bowling
7: alley. Yeah. Okay, i am processing. All right. That's what you know. People do what they want to do. It's a
2: play, Todd. It's a play called Lone Star.
7: I understand. That. Oh, okay. But I absolutely do, and, and uh, yeah, you yeah. know. look, I, I really, I know I, I sound sometimes very judgmental and everything, but really, I'm not. I'm just. Oh no, I don't. I never. Get I'm that always payment. fighting. Well, I appreciate that because I'm always thinking about what it, what, you know, what, like, people look at me and they think I'm a Muslim, and I'm like, well, what if I was? It's should, like your business. You know, because the way I look. And, um, and frankly, you know, i not what <laughs> I'm doing, Scott. Poor, oh, Scott, Scott, Scott. Um, mm mm-hmm. Damn. Um, know. Anyway, I'm, I'm 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 so sad about. Well, anyway, doesn't I mean all I'm saying is that people shouldn't prejudge. So, anywho, um, you know when you were talking about Tesla, right? Right. That reminds me, my my one of my former friends. Yeah, she's a former friend. Um, you know she had and, and, oh wow she had two of these. I mean, she had one and she got another one. I don't know why. A Passat uh, T, TDI turbo diesel. Right. I remember
2: the TDI. Um, yeah, so there was some kind of scandal with the mileage on. Yeah, Volkswagen. They fudged the numbers on that, and they got uh, the initial bust on it came from a scientist at my alma mater, West Virginia University.
7: See? The mind. But, you know, and this reminds me, you know, I like, you know, I'm just thinking that like when you, I was, you know, you did it and I want, I'm not going to keep you because you've been doing a really good job of reporting what's going on because there's so much going on right now. <clears throat> and, um, and I'm sorry, it sounds so tired, but it's been, it's been a long time. Those uh, happen. Those happen. So, yeah, I can even hear it myself, monitoring my stuff like this, uh, so and, and Clarence, oh Clarence, and look, Clarence ain't no joke. That got me hyped up. I was I was glad to hear that Clarence. He oh,
2: well, we and we still have not heard the account of Clarence's uh, uh, visit to Thailand.
7: That, look, see, that's what I'm. See, there's a whole a tangent. I'm tangent man, and look, I know, look. I'm telling you. Do you know? When, when, and if I'm getting off on the tangent, breathe, but I'm really breathe, come Tom, back. breathe,
2: breathe. All
7: right. When I was a young person in my formative years, after we, before I went to boarding school, we went way out. I was way out. I was in the western suburbs, like near, you know, almost to Chester County. Really, Chester County was walking, like, really, it was right on the line of Chester County, which is, you know, it's way out. Back then, my God, late late 70s, it was bucolic. And, um, So, you know, things happen out there. Matter of fact, guess what? That pizza, the local pizzeria was involved in the pizza connection. The heroin scheme. That's where we used to go to get slices and pinball. And back then, a a slice was a dollar and fifty cents.
2: I remember those days.
7: But guess what? It tasted like it was worth every so anyway, I lost my train of thought. Why, why was I going out there? There's something going on, Chester.
2: Um, okay, I, it's your tangent, man.
7: <laughs> I know, I know, right? I, I lost it. It was, it was something that happened that was it, it was significant. Mm, but anyway, maybe it wasn't because that's why I don't mind, and that's why I'm getting off the phone soon. But you know the. I will say this um, your news delivery you know that's a good thing I think that's where we start. I'm, I'm glad like you know breaking things down for you know for people but what I'm concerned about right now though is that we have two heavy heavy carriers you know in the Middle East now uh, three. Oh, it's three now yeah well wow. Okay, so gas is going to go up, and you know, this, this is like the rich people are just going to get rich You know, it, it, it just, it's just. Did you get that picture I sent? Um, no. All right, but the miles I got. Uh, yeah, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. So listen. Um you know this situation we're in right now the government's broken they they definitely were listening you know what we were talking about last night
0: it, it's it's just come on what do you think
2: it's it's just, it's I, I guess it's just a curious little coinky dinky.
7: Well, how many how many of those can you have before it it's it's a thing? But it's okay, it's okay. You know what? I don't hate because it only gets worse. You know, I mean, it's okay, but you know. <laughs> You know, something, people should keep religion to themselves because this is, like, causing a problem. And I think that's why. But I the,
2: pro- the, I'm but, but the problem, um, the problem is that the people who need to keep their religion to themselves are the people who think that their God tells them to force their religion upon everyone. You see the contradiction? The paradox?
7: Yeah. 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 It, well, right. And it, it feels like we're moving into the new crusades. You because know, you know, the plan is the Clinton is active again. You know, obviously because of Trump. And, um, interesting you would you know, mention you interesting you
2: of- interesting you would mention that. Because Why is
7: that?
2: Uh, uh, there's a story here that I have in the stack. You should see the stack. Nobody wants to see the stack. (laughs) Um, It turns out that, I I guess, some people are catching up to uh, Ron monkey-up Mm-hmm. He's apparently lost uh, a significant uh, amount of funding over his uh, adjacency, we can call it that, his adjacency uh, to, real, to, to, to real live, no-kidding Nazis.
7: Oh, well, that's quite convenient. Mm. Okay, uh,
2: there it is. No, that's not it.
7: Declantis. Well, I mean... Oh,
2: yeah, there it is, there it is, from Newsweek, no less. Headline, Florida neo-Nazis cost Ron DeSantis his top ally. The only Jewish Republican in the Florida legislature decided to endorse nitwit Nero instead of monkey up because uh, Representative Randy Fine, who serves parts of Brevard County, wrote in an article uh, wrote in an op-ed published in the fish wrap The Washington Times yes because Declantis, uh has abdicated combating statewide anti-Semitism. He said he wrote it because our world changed forever on October 7th. And so, in particular, it relates to things like uh, a campaign video that Declantis released in July that featured something called the Sonnenrad, which is a circular symbol uh, adopted and used by fascists, Nazis. The Sonnenrad is affiliated with Nazi groups. Uh, then there was the fact that he, DeClantis, was as silent as a graven image when forty Nazis waving swastikas and and Sieg Heiling stood on a bridge uh, giving the fascist salute in Orlando. You, you see
7: what I, you see what I'm saying? That that let me. This is a good time for me to ask you a question. I have an idea, but I want to ask you. I'm just, I'm curious. How many times have I mentioned our your program that uh, we should have stopped for at least two days when these neo Nazis, these Nazis, these weirdos were marching and saying Jews will not replace us. I mean, before before this massacre happened, how many times? I can't, I can't count. But I want to know what you think, though. Seriously.
2: August of 2017 was it was a uh, turning point Nazis came out and marched law enforcement largely stood by and the only people and the only people who pushed back against the Nazis, were anti, uh, anti-fascists. And then, of course, Nitwit Nero said, Well, there they they were fine people on both sides. Very fine
7: Anyone, people. Go, very fine people. Now, you know... Uh, Maybe I sound like I'm defending myself, but I just want to be clear because when I say things, it's it's like I come with balance. Because I, I, I mean it's, it's I think it was countless times. I, I mean I was I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like watching these people uh, wreck the Capitol. It's like how could he? What where is like? Really? I know we have freedom of speech and everything else, but we cannot have DNC. That's a permission structure. And it has nothing to do with what's going on in the Middle East. This is that's that's a whole different animal. I mean, it, the the Venn diagram does intersect, but these you know these are different issues. You know, so that, that's all I'm saying. It, 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 you know, but life is complicated. That's that's what life
0: is.
2: Well, yeah. By the way, you got some uh, got a couple of notes. Mark in Florida said, Todd, boarding school? Go Navy. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, no, who's co-ed. Oh, man, are you kidding?
2: And oh, uh, no. uh, Scary mm-hmm. Jerry says, Todd, Paisan, even though people with Philly accents pissed me off this week. Dolphin, dolphin, dolphin. <laughs> Love you, man. Love your energy. Keep todding things up.
4: Dolphin, Dang dolphin, dirt. dolphin.
7: Yeah, you know what? My, my boarding school was co-ed, and it's funny because, like, I, I went to Choke, like, to visit, because, you know, you go on a tour like you can go to college, you know, see where you want to go. And I was like, I am not wearing a jacket every day. You must be crazy. And, um, you know, there was a couple, like, you know, schools that people, rec- you know, recognize. That, that was not my thing. I could have done that. But, you know. That, that 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 wasn't anything. It's like a hey, prince. You know, you have the eating clubs. You got to have a little group when you go to eat. Damn, oh yeah, come on. That's, little that's, mini, a
2: little, a, a little that, yeah, that. little mini Ivy League.
7: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, really, I don't have time for this shit. I didn't. And I don't now. Fuck that. That's crazy. You no, know? come on, man. That's that's ridiculous. All right. So, what's the plan? How are you going to solve this Middle East crisis?
2: Well, I, I'm I'm all I'm all for the Bart Cop solution.
7: Wait. Wait, a minute! Flush that out. Could could you flush it out for?
2: Well, I mean, I have in the past, but the Bart Cop solution comes from the late great Bart Cop, who said that we should. Uh, and and at one point in time, he was even offering up uh, Oklahoma stand. I said Baja California we could we could we could buy Baja California which is in Mexico from the Mexican government and um, we could pay everyone to clear it out it'd be a little costly because of thing you know places like Cabo and whatnot and Then, you know, having paid a a, a nice, nice amount of money to the residents just to clear out that desert. Then offer Baja California to either Israel or the Palestinians, whichever group decided that they didn't want to see their children die for sacred sand. And let them go and live in peace in Baja California. That's a bit of a facile explanation or a facile solution. But the bottom line. I don't
7: speak, Fred.
2: I don't speak, Fred. Damn you! <laughs> oh, by the way, I have to. I had. I gotta. I gotta. Cha- I gotta change this. subject just a minute because uh, going all the way back to uh, the story about Lauren. Uh, uh, Clanny Oakley Bubert the uh, shucker the corn shucker I had a note from Georgian Korsgold um, you know Lauren Clanny, Clanny Granny was standing there that, <laughs> standing there, grinning like a fox eating the shit out of a wire brush when the reporter asked uh, Mullah Johnson about his uh, support and, for overturning the election, and uh,
7: he ain't worth it. I, wait a minute, how can they do that? I, that ain't going nowhere. They want to get what they want. We ain't for that. And and
2: okay. and and but but Mima Virginia XX Fox said, "Shut up, boo!" And and all the maggots <laughs> said, "Boo!" And Clanny Granny just sat there grinning like a fox eating shit out of a wire brush. And uh, George and Korsgold said, uh, uh, "Isn't Clanny Granny an erectionist?" And then added, "Gunner, yeah, you get a fully muted, uh, fully ah! muted, uh, uh, lame cowbell for that." George. An
0: erectionist.
2: An erectionist. You have
7: to ask her sooner, won't you?
2: <sighs> well, they're not dating anymore. And uh, going back, uh, Theo, Theo also also sent a note along. And said uh, obligatory Robert Heinlein reference, uh, the great si- the, uh, the science fiction master, you know what with Mullah Johnson declaring that God made him speaker. Uh, the nice that and it's a quote from if this goes on around 1940 to 41 by Robert Heinlein. The nice thing about citing God as your authority is you can prove anything you set out to prove. It's simply a matter of selecting the proper postulates and then insisting your postulates are divinely inspired. No one can possibly prove you wrong.
7: And there we are. It's right here. It's right here. This, this is what I'm. You know what I. Rem, you know what I'm going to interject just for one second, and I'm, please jump right. Just I'm, it's going to take three seconds.
2: Okay, you're fine.
7: You know, I I remember a family member telling me. You know, I mean, I was young. I was like probably feeling to hear this because I was going to church and everything. And, you know. It was like you know, and I couldn't understand why he didn't go to church. And he said, "You know, religion causes a lot of problems. People should." Keep their religion to themselves, and you know. And look where we are. Yeah, you know, just keep your shit to yourself, because your actions will speak for you. If you're supremacist, it will come out. You know.
2: Oh, I think you're right, and and let me but, add one more thing about Mullah Johnson. Uh, Flavio pointed this out. Mullah.
7: Oh God.
2: Speaker Mullah Johnson. Yeah, that's Speaker Mullah Johnson, damn it.
7: Mm-mm. Uh, wait a minute. He got he did? He got hundred what? Yeah, he, uh, uh, he had
2: he had every Republican vote, two hundred and twenty one to two hundred and nine for Hakeem Jeffries. Even the eight mutineers. What, voted time, for did, what him.
7: time did what time did that I miss what time did that happen?
2: Oh you know, what about two thirty or so? Two thirty this afternoon
7: damn it that fucker he ain't no he's not no that's no it's not appropriate no
2: well not the, appropriate. no it's not appropriate but they but, but uh, and and it was pointed out how inappropriate it was <sighs> but that's what they wanted and they decided to act as one because among other things, the Republicans were beginning to realize that a whole lot of America was looking at them and going, "Wow, you guys really don't have any business trying to govern, do you?" But this is another little factoid. this is another little factoid about Mullah Johnson uh, that I, and I appreciate Flavio sending this along. Dominion voting systems may want a word or two with the new speaker in court, and this quote from a news story. Johnson played a leading role in trying to overturn the 2020 United States presidential election in favor of Donald Trump. On November 17, 2020, Johnson stated, You know, the allegations about these voting machines, some of them being rigged with this software by Dominion, there's a lot of merit to that. And when the president says the election was rigged, that's what he's talking about. They know that in Georgia it really was rigged. It was set up for the Biden team. Johnson also claimed that U.S. voting systems, specific, specifically Dominion voting systems, were suspect because they came from Hugo Chavez's Venezuela. Now, that kind of talk cost a billion or so dollars to Fox News TV Radio Rwanda. Right. And the question here is whether or not. Uh, Mullah Johnson, well, he wasn't Mullah Johnson then, he was just Maggot Johnson. Whether he said that in the course and scope of a congressional hearing or whether he just did that in an interview. Because the speech and debate clause does not apply to showing up on Fox News TV Radio Rwanda or that rickety podcast platform run by the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells or news muck or Onan, the network that spills its news mm-hmm. upon the ground.
0: hmm
7: Well, okay. So there's a lot of, like everything else, there's a lot of moving parts here. However.
2: Well, I wonder, I wonder if the statute of limitations is passed for Dominion voting systems to take issue with Mullah Johnson.
7: That's what I'm saying. He's a, he's a, he's a, a, he's, he's been named in, in this, he has to be, uh, in this proceeding, in that proceeding. So w- which should, in some kind of way, disqualify him. It, it's, it, this is the thing. Why are, why are these people okay with what happened on January 6th? That, that's what we had to address. Like, why are you, you know, th- this tells us who you are. You just, whatever it takes, you're going to get your way. Because, cause, I mean, seriously, you know what? And I didn't mean, take this, is not why I called it off. But this Sydney Powell thing, uh, this Coffee County thing, it, you know, I have a little, I have a little short spot for white poop. I really do. I really do. And who who the hell do these people think they are? They can just walk in and say, oh, I need to look at these voting and, and tamper with voting machines. And then at the same time. Well, hold on. Start...
2: In Coffee County, the maggots were invited in by a county official.
7: A county well, election what official. What does that sound like? Well, what does that sound like to you?
2: A conspiracy.
7: East. Well, I mean so the thing has already started. I'm not gonna say what it is, but obviously it's already started. Because between that and nullification, I mean you you, you know, you weave all these things together and it's a wicked cloth. Oh,
2: and by the way, uh, in the time since he did become uh, Speaker Muller, uh, they did come back. To, they did come back to work. Never mind the looming. N- n- never, never, never mind the looming shutdown or the fact that they're going on vacation on Friday. By God, they had work to do, and they got right down to it. And so, per the promise of Mullah Johnson, the House approved a resolution. Back in our precious ally Israel and condemning Hamas. Uh,
7: um Jehoshaphat, yeah, you're right about that.
2: So that you know no, that that was she, this afternoon.
7: She does the Israel. Israel Jehoshaphat Israel, Israel. is doing Israel. Israel. She
2: is. You, you know what I'm talking about. I know, I know. I know that that's why that that because obviously that is a network Damn. standard pronunciation now, Israel so with the world on fi- nice. with so with the world on fire the first resolution <laughs> this maggot Congress this insurrectionist run Congress uh, approved was a four-page resolution like I said back in our most precious ally Israel and the Democrats went along went along with it the, uh, the resolution was approved 412 to 10 uh, to 6. It's, it said, it, it mumbled things like, the house stands with Israel as it defends itself against the barbaric war launched by Hamas and other terrorists and reaffirms Israel's right to self-defense and condemns Ham- Hamas's brutal war against Israel and says Hamas should immediately cease these violent attacks and safely release all living hostages and return the bodies of deceased hostages. You know, fuck Hamas. But there's nothing in there about um, Israel should stop bombing apartment buildings where innocent Palestinian civilians live.
7: when they should ask themselves why, did, why, why was BB, uh supporting and financing Hamas. Let's start there, and then, I mean, that's just that's just true. That's just true. I mean, NPR is having some good programming.
2: Well, when, like, he, when he delivered his first sermon from the uh, Speaker's uh, rostrum, Mullah Johnson said, The country demands strong leadership of this body, and we must not waver. Our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear friend Israel. And we're overdue in getting that done. Well, no, they weren't overdue in getting that done. Eight mutineers threw Craven McCarthy out of the speakership. One mutineer filed the motion to vacate. And slammed everything to a halt in the House of Representatives, and then they couldn't do any business because of the eight mutineers.
7: Oh, well, you know what? All this is performance. You know, this is just all, all, like like Greek theater. You know, happy, sad, just a little entertainment. And I'm gonna tell you, unless unless I miss something. If they don't change that vote rule, it doesn't fucking matter. If if, if people, it it twists his arm, if if somebody's not doing exactly what they want to do, they're out. And what that does is keep shutting the government down.
2: Oh, we're far from a resolution. We're far from a resolution of the shutdown. Yes, I do. I I do understand what you're saying. And we are far from a resolution to keep the government open past November 17th. Now you got to remember the Biden, done. the Biden
7: the
2: Biden the resolution ain't done. The government shuts no, I mean, down on November 17. The
7: shutdown's done. That's what I'm saying. It's, they don't have our time.
2: And they're right. going on vacation. So here's the thing out of this uh out of this story that I'm looking at from
7: uh the oh, Hill I'm Sorry, go. That's okay. It's just it's upsetting.
2: Uh, The uh, Biden administration presented a $100 billion supplemental request that sends $14 billion of taxpayer money to Israel. I'm sorry, Israel. And it sends $14 billion for personnel and operations at the U.S.-Mexico border. Because the southern border Hamas is attacking the United States through the southern border. Right. They've said that. I'm not just making that up. Uh, it sends ten billion dollars in humanitarian aid and two billion for Indo Pacific security assistance. But it also sends it also asks for sixty one billion dollars for Ukraine, who is actually fighting for the very life of democracy on planet Earth. And the maggots are already pissed that aid to our dearest ally, Israel, is being linked to the Euro nazis Because there's a significant number... You know. There's a significant number of the Maggot caucus that wants to hang Israel, or no, I'm sorry, not Israel, no, that wants to hang Ukraine and democracy out to dry and allow, and, hey. uh, and allow Ukraine to be overrun by criminals and punks and thugs from Russian prisons in the conscript army of Vladimir Putin. Who have proven that they behave very much in the same fashion as Hamas? You could almost say that Hamas's actions mirror actions of the Wagner Group and Russian troops in Ukraine at places like Bakhmut.
7: Well, you know what? Let's go back to our one uh, of our, our childhood games: risk. Oh. you you know build allies right Even the various people we're almost back you know what you remember get smart we're back to that there's a chaos Wait, that's where we are because we appear weak on the world stage right now and i'm I'm disappointed in uh Jehoshaphat because they they sound kind of one-sided on, on a certain issue, but I can separate that out from other things uh, because you say like I said. How many, raise your hand if you live with someone who's been lived in a caboose over there and come back here. See, I don't see many hands. My hand is off. So I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Plus, I mean, I was intimate, intimate, like in the house with the, the, the parents, the maid, everybody for weeks. Going to Bimini, coming back, you know, south far, like, cause they, they parked boats in the, in the canal on the backyard, like, like we parked cars. So I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm going to switch gears. So I I, I don't want to hear that shit. I really don't. I don't want to no blowback. No, no, no. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I mean, but, you know, this situation is, is avoidable. Sure it is.
2: Everything is a matter of choices. On the vote in the House today, it's interesting that nine Democrats and one Republican opposed the resolution about our dear ally Israel. Those were Jamal Bowman of New York, Andre Carson of Taliban, Indiana, Corey Bush of Missouri, Al Green of Texas, Summer Lee of Pennsylvania, AOC New York, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Delia Ramirez of Illinois, and Rashida Tlaib of Michigan. Oddly enough, they were joined by Maggot Thomas Massey of Kentucky. Stan, apparently, there's a really yeah. Uh, six Democrats voted present. Those were Greg Casar of Texas, Joaquin Castro of Texas, Nidia Velasquez of New York, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, Jesus Chuy Garcia of Illinois, and Pramila Jayapal of Illinois. Uh, in, in Thomas Massey's case, he said he was voting against the uh, resolution. Uh, he, he went to Shitter and posted a shit. Uh, he condemned the barbaric attack on, on. He condemned the barbaric attack on Israel, and said Israel has a right to defend itself. But he was mad because the resolution didn't call for us to go over and slaughter the shit out of Iran too.
0: You know, this this is this is
7: what I don't like, um, and I, you know I'm, I'm disappointed in, in uh, Jehoshaphat because it, it's a little too one sided. Because you know, there's a reason that people are upset. It's like there's there's a nation state that has refused to follow the rules that were prescribed by what we call our world police, which would be what Robin. United, United the, Nations yeah the UN that's all world police and they're in perpetual violation they since probably the early 50s and you know that just I'm just I'm speculating here but that could be an irritant to the, the native folk because I'm, I'm I'm smelling a little bit of manifest destiny you know there's a lot of always th- these different things sprinkled in And I'm, you know, and this is just boiling up, boiling up, boiling up. You you have to solve this. But don't and see the reason I make some irritated sometimes is because, like I said, Mm -hmm. I'm one of the few people who have been been around, lived with someone who's lived in a kibbutz. Now I did the math, so this was in the early '70s. So he was handling automatic weapons when he was between 10 and 13. You know, and killing people. And I mean, and he acted like, I mean, he he was, he taught me how to live away. He was like, he wasn't a joke. He was a killer. Um, I'm serious. I ain't, I don't like to lie. I'm just telling you what happened. But, you know, they had, we had to because they had to figure this. They had to figure this out because what? Happened, they're, they're dragging the whole world down into this vortex. Gas is going to go up. Watch gas out, but I got to pull my tank tomorrow. Gas is going to go up. It's going to be a problem, you know. And this, this is so avoidable. Just, just you know, humanity. Just stop killing people. I mean, what? Just follow the rules. It, it's like if you own a piece of land, if you, if you're fortunate enough to own some property, a house and some property, you have a deed, and it says, well, your property is 600 yards east of Main Street, 400 yards in from Chestnut. You know, it, it's surveyed, and that's a you know that's that's pretty old. You know, you got to do. Pull a straight string out and measure it. And go to the courthouse and you have a copy and they have a copy. And that, that's 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 your land. So it's really that simple. Is it you? Are you on your land or not? Because it's causing problems for the whole world. Do what you do. What the UN told you to do. There's a reason there are some rules. Right, there's a reason there are some rules because it causes problems. And I'm just, I'm just speculating, like I said, but maybe if you follow the rules a little bit, maybe we would not the whole world will be not in this position. But you refuse to even accept how you even got where you are, and that's a problem. And the other, Hamas of course is a terrorist organization. Are you kidding? Of course they are. What what do you think they just popped up from? People are angry. You can't keep taking people's shit and not think nothing's going to happen. That's just physics. I mean, come on. Who do you think you're talking to? This stupid shit. Hey. And we're we're about to get in the Fucking war because people aren't doing what they're supposed to do because and, and like uh, I, and, and and you know what and I'm gonna say this I was very disappointed in Joe when they uh, castigated the UN whoever I don't know what their title is but the head of the UN news because they are absolutely engaging in collective punishment. You can't cut off all the water, all the electricity, no medicine. The, the, the most of that population there are women and children, young people. Now, there's a reason that shit is all fucked up. It's a ghetto because of their creation, and they refuse to even even acknowledge that. And look, I support Israel. They they are our strongest ally in that part of the world. I support them, which is why this gives me the right to you know offer some constructive criticism. You know they are. They look. I believe in Israel. I do. But I think they can do better. Just like we can do better. Sure, we can. I mean, what, what if what the, Todd, yeah.
2: If we want to. What? If we want to do better. Well, but what do a, we want? That's a giant if. I mean, I think the Biden administration is doing as well as you can expect a presidential administration to do under the circumstances. I would like it if it was a little more of a nuanced response. There is no nuance. But at least he's asking for humanitarian aid for Gaza because Gaza is going to need a lot of money to rebuild all the shit that Israel is blowing up. I'm sorry, Israel. People are going to need homes. You know, weather happens in Gaza as well as everywhere else on the planet. And if you look at something, and I know you're fam- I know if you're familiar, I know you're familiar with it. If you look like, look at something like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. you know, shelter's really high on the list.
7: Pretty high. Like really high. But, well, by the way the I, problem, by, by the way
2: I I had, a, I had a note from Jude the former Speaker of the House Jude oh, says Jude. I can only imagine what Nancy Pelosi is experiencing today since she always presented herself with a cloak Man. of integrity and faith yet being human and the worry and pain must be piercing for her she will endure peace Jude Oh I Jude I think she has watched this uh, this, this this chicanery, this tomfoolery mm. this malarkey
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. with a mixture of horror born of watching of watching uh, an insurrectionist caucus rally behind uh, one of their chief insurrectionists in mullah johnson and a little bit of uh, schadenfreude Like she evinced the other day when getting into the elevator, she said, I think that uh, I think they need I think they need to learn a little lesson in how to count votes. And that's dumb because they actually did start learning how to count votes. So they stopped holding votes when it became obvious that people like Steve Scalise or Tom Emmer couldn't win. The only person who refused to learn was, of course, Jim Jacket Off Jordan. And Matt in San Francisco, oh. Matt in San Francisco, points out uh, Jehoshaphat's defense. Today, Joe said that uh, settlers killing Palestinians and taking their land has to stop. That's something. It's a it's, I didn't a, hear that it's a start. Yeah. Uh, Flavio, says, say oh, to... Flavio says, "Say hi to Flavio says, say hi hi to Todd for me. Hi Todd says Flavio. Hi Flavio.
7: I, lo- I love you. And Flavio is brilliant. My yes, he
2: is. Mm. He's even He's more really of a practitioner. So He's even more of a practitioner of the art of word knowing than I am because he can practice practitioner word knowing in several different <laughs> languages: English, Latin, French.
7: And most you know particularly what? That's, that's, Portuguese. That's why people listen to your program, Robin. And I'm talking over you because I have to right now. That, this is what I'm talking about. This is some real doobie right here. Like people who listen to your program, you know, they're, they're at least paying attention. Do have you have some of those brilliant? I mean, seriously, like like Flavio because he's Brazilian. You know, he he, he he. Like, can you imagine speaking being, Duolingo, and then understanding nuances of different. I mean, I've listened to Flav- Flavio. Flavio, you know, he reminds me of somebody I met when I was in college. Um, from uh, this, this guy from uh Chile, he was telling me about Allende, He was like, "Oh, you should come." He was like, me down there." He was like, "I had this big house." He showed me where he was living. And I was like, "Damn." He was like, "Oh," I, like but he was in the upper class. You know, and I felt bad. I didn't want to go down there because he was exploiting. You know, they were exploiting people. <laughs> not funny oh man but yeah oh Jesus I don't know look you know what oh, it's time to go you know uh, you know I, I just uh, we, need, we need more love in the world man and more understanding and, and we, why the hell are we still having a war it doesn't make no sense man it's stupid you know what's gonna happen it's like come on it's physics like karma is just physics I think uh, I well
2: there yeah. are wars and there are wars there are wars of choice see for instance Afghanistan the Iraq and such as that's two that's mm-hmm. two that's 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 two consecutive nights that we've referred to miss South Carolina
0: hmm
2: and there are wars of necessity, like what's going mm-hmm. on in Ukraine. Ukraine is at the top of my concern because the entire world order can be over, can be can be thrown into chaos if Putin is allowed to overrun Ukraine. And the genocidal slaughter that will take place, if he is so allowed, will be the greatest horror that has taken place. Ukraine already is the greatest horror that has taken place in Europe since the end of the Second World War. It already is. And Vladimir Putin's intentions are genocidal in nature. Russians are not the same as Ukrainians. They are ethnically separate and distinct. They have a separate language from Russian. Always have been. And Russia has always had a bloody hard-on to eliminate Ukrainians from the face of the earth. Going all the way back to the Tsars, through Stalin. Yep. Through the Soviet Union,
7: preach, it. preach it.
2: and now
7: to they, Vladimir they were Putin, they were subhuman. Yep, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought the program back to that. That's the truth. Because you know what? I, I you know, you're so you are so good at what you do. That's the truth. Well, I, I just, I just, I refuse, I refuse to,
2: I refuse to have my focus diverted from what matters.
7: No, because that is like you said. That like there are wars and there's war. Like, like this is like like World War II like we had to do it because there is unfortunately there are just evil entities and and, and see it's not the Russian people it, it's just like you well, know, it's, it's some it's, of the Russian dead.
2: people there are uh, there, it is some there, of them. There, there are there are Russians who are supportive of Puty well, ol- you know all the all oligarchs are, are fun, still man. making money and getting paid.
7: But but you see, we cannot. Eat. Russia has proved themselves now to be just. They're not. And why the hell are they still in the UN? Because they're really not a good actor. They're
2: well, really not. They're, in the, they're, in, they're I know, in the charter. People.
7: They're still in. They're not. No, they're,
2: it, it, they're still in the UN for one very good reason, and they're still on the Security Council for one very good reason. They got nukes. And they're a huge country, Mm. but what I but I I do continue to be and and maybe maybe I'm just wrong. I'm I I can be I was right. Look, I was wrong. They they actually elected a speaker. They decided they wanted one after all, instead of just letting it roll into a shutdown. I suspect it's because maybe the one
0: one vote rule
2: that it's still there. Uh, Any single member. That's what I'm saying. Any single member can uh, file a motion to vacate, and it is a privileged resolution, and everything has to grind to a halt while that privileged resolution is considered. Uh, Matt Gates seems to think that things are going swimmingly, so maybe he won't do that, but any member can. And it might get ugly real fast when the continuing, if, if, if Mullah Johnson allows a continuing resolution to reach the floor. But one of the things Mullah Johnson thinks he's going to get away with is so-called regular order where they will vote on an appropriation for Israel separate separate from a resolution for humanitarian aid to Gaza, separate from uh, aid, say, to Taiwan – and most particularly separate from the 61 billion dollars that the Biden administration wants for aid to Ukraine if that happens they will get they will send their money to Israel and everybody else will likely wind up hanging fire because if every maggot well. votes uh, votes at at the behest of Mullah Johnson i mean the, the 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 so-called regular order thing where every blessed bill gets voted on ind, ind, independently and individually basically means a uh, slow down, a slowing of the business of the house to a crawl
7: i like what you're saying robin i, I like your And so your analysis.
2: we are, we are far from out of the woods and they're not going to stop being who they are you know this is that this is that old Denny Green clip. They were who we thought they were.
7: Yes, Robin, you 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 just explained it. And see, but you, you see, you don't want to get you don't want to get too reliable. See, I can say crazy shit, and I don't have to worry about it. But it's not crazy shit. We have a whole gaggle of people on the tape for Russia right now. That are, are lawmakers, are fucking lawmakers, are in the pocket of Putin. This is no conspiracy stuff.
2: And that's I what I was saying. See- I would like to see more analysis. I could be wrong. This is not. But I would like to see what? more analysis.
7: I'm, I'm about pissed the fuck off now. I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm I'd like I'd like to
2: off. see, like to see more analysis of the, the just exactly the manner in which. The Hamas attack of October 7th, A, benefits Vladimir Putin, and B, has his tactical and military fingerprints all over it. I wish somebody would talk Mm -hmm. about that, because if, in fact, and this is more that Sherlock Holmes, Occam's Razor stuff, if, if, in fact, Iran was caught flat-footed by what Hamas did, then that kind of means that they didn't direct it. Because the scope of Hamas's filthy attack was way over the top for what Iran has been up to of late.
7: Nothing like this. Oh, you you know what? You might be onto something. I, I get what you're saying, but, but they but, could but do but that. Like, that you, That's nothing for them. That's on the chief. They Are you kidding? They could do that on the cheap. That's nothing.
2: Like I like I said though, rockets. They always
7: do stuff on the cheap.
2: Rockets Rockets are being fired on U.S. positions uh, inside Syria. Okay. Mm-hmm. So-called terrorist groups and they are uh, are firing on US military positions. Syria is a client state of Putin. Everything Hamas needed could have been funneled to them through Syria. It's disputed, but there's also the account out there of an Egyptian uh, a, a member of the Egyptian government saying we don't know what's what's coming, but there is some nasty shit coming. And saying it to the Israeli government, because Israel okay, and Egypt pa- are at peace.
7: Pause, pause, pause. Yeah, and, and see, this, this is like a bright light now, because you just hit on something. Remember that that last skirmish in Syria, like the big thing, a few years ago, some years ago, Russia is definitely aligned with Syria and Assad. I mean, not, not whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Assad. Aside, right? Because I remember, remember those gas attacks. We've had skirmishes. Our, our troops have had skirmishes with Russians in Syria. Now, so that's, you know, this, this is a, this, there's a lot of moving parts to this. That's this whole that's, the Middle East is just a cauldron of shit. I mean, really, you, ultralight you
2: know, aircraft, paragliders. More. Tell me, I mean, yes, Iran uses rubber boats to uh, to to play chicken with U.S. destroyers, but that's no. I, I it just makes my spidey sense Tangle Todd. What Hamas did on October seventh looks exactly like something Vladimir Putin's Wagner Group would do. And gra- granted, Dmitry Dimitri Prigozhin sleeps with the fishes, apparently.
7: But see that's the thing. But the Wagner group is but the, exactly group, is, I was, I but
2: the like, group is still active.
1: Uh, and, by the, and, by and by the and by there, the way and by,
2: and by the way, just to throw this out there, remember Psycho BB's people. Come from Belarus. Oh, really? Yeah. His uh, his family is Belarusian Jewish. Belarus is uh, sucked up tight against Vladimir Putin. Belarus is an ally of Mother Moscow. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
7: Israel has
2: Israel has really not said a whole lot about the Russian onslaught against Ukraine.
7: Well, that's obvious because once again, we'll have to say it for the like hundred and ten thousandth time, you know, the zealots, the Zionist zealots from Eastern Europe, a lot of them are, are Russian Jews. And that's where they flock, you know, and they did well. And they're racist. They're very racist. I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, I'm. I'm I, and now, and now, an eighty-one
2: one of the one of the Hamas hostages who was released, an eighty-five-year-old Israeli woman. They're even turning on her. Uh, her name is Wait. What? Her name is Yochved Lishitz. And she had a press conference subsequent to her release outside a hospital in Tel Aviv. She was released late on Monday with another prisoner, uh, Nurit Cooper, age 79. Both women's husbands. Oh,
7: the the ladies, the the ladies' sisters. You know, they look traumatized. It's it's awful. But wait, 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 wait. Yeah, look, I'm telling you, that lady needs help. She both of their,
2: traumatized. I know bo- Wait, both of those women, uh, their husbands are still held hostage in Gaza. And mm-hmm. in recounting what happened to her, she said she was initially beaten and thrown on a motorbike to be carried into Gaza. Mm. But she said once she got to Gaza, she was treated very well. And now she is being attacked because upon her release there was video of her shaking a Hamas gunman's hand as she was released from their custody. She went on to say that she and the other hostages had been given food, medical attention, shampoo and conditioner and mattresses to sleep on and that their captors said they would not be harmed. Her capture was horrifying. It was awful. She said, the young men hit me on the way. They didn't break my ribs, but it was painful, and I had difficulty breathing. They said they. said st- She said her abductors stole her watch and her jewelry. Mm. Uh, and she was driven from the kibbutz near Gaza to into Gaza itself. It was taken through what she called a spider web of tunnels. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing.
7: I heard that part.
2: She said, and rightly, that the leadership, the political leadership of Israel, effectively let the attack occur. Egg. She said that yes. she said that the authorities didn't take early warnings seriously, and she said. That the security barrier along the Gaza border did nothing to stop Hamas's ground invasion. She said it cost uh, the 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 uh, the wall. <laughs> look, another wall that didn't work. It cost um, four hundred and ninety-three million dollars, she said, of the wall.
7: Damn.
2: And it didn't did half
7: a billion dollar.
2: Yeah, and it didn't help. Not even a little bit. Yep. and she said that the people victimized by hamas are scapegoats for the leadership now this isn't this isn't some wild-eyed liberal uh, publication uh, putting this stuff out there all of this was public, all of this was publicized in a news report published by the times of israel the ta-
7: so so can, can I, I want to want to I want to find out if if you because this is what I've heard I've picked up along the way because I'm familiar with these two sisters because what struck me is that they were on a kibbutz that was you know they were you know there's a lot of things but don't, don't let me forget about the um the rave the burn you know the Burning Man thing because I really want to say something about that the ahead, Burning ahead. Man thing you know you know All right. but these two ladies. See what you're saying makes all the sense in the world because they were very intimate with the culture because they were humanitarians. they would get people to the doctor, they would get Palestinians to the doctor from Gaza when they had to go they they were helpful they they were like Samaritans, they were good people, according to some reports and that and and, and to do that, you know when you, when you're helpful to people like that you know you you get you get intimate with the community that's just natural that's what happens like if you're in social services or whatever you do some home visits or you know you take folks to doctor you you meet people in the neighborhood and such now i have, have you do you understand what i'm saying i do is that the report that you've seen also
2: It jives with what I've read, yes.
7: So that's what I'm saying. So she has intimate knowledge of who's doing what, because people like that—they don't—they're not judgmental. They're just trying to get people healthy, you know, like like doctors, you know. And there's, you know, we—you have to, uh, you know, it's non-judgmental. Now, <clears throat> now, you know, Hamas is a terrorist organization. That, that Bibi Netanyahu, because he's just a just a terrible human being. He's just like he appears. You know what? He's a, he, he is a jack. You can look at you can you can tell he's just a jackass. I mean, he's just a jackass. There's no way around that. He's just a pompous, cocky jackass, and and he has messed up a whole lot of shit. Because remember, he he barely got in power. I mean, they had to, they had to like jump through hoops. I mean, it was just a big rigmarole just to even get somebody running the country because the shit was all fucked up. Cause of him. But he finally like rounded up enough votes. You know, just like, oh, what's going on over here? Oh, wait. Just like what's going on over here. Russia. Shit.
2: By the way, Flavio Damn. says. Yeah, Flavio says. And then there's Israel. Some Israelis are more equal than other Israelis. <laughs> so you know, the, the, are, are you I, more I'm,
7: equaler than me?
2: I, you know, it's, it is literally Orwellian.
0: hmm
2: But I, I, I despise. I despise this topic. Because, like I said before, it's like talking about school shootings in the United States. Talk, 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 outrage, 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 and nothing happens. And then there's the sliming of UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Mm-hmm. As Flavio points out, uh, they're, 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 you know, the psycho baby and his religiously insane ultra-right-wing uh, government are just having kittens with crocheted tails over what uh, the Secretary General said.
0: It was the truth. It was the
7: truth.
2: He did not blame Israel for the attack. What he said was that it did not happen in a vacuum.
7: And that's and it true. Did.
2: That's true.
7: What he's saying is that if you were not, just what I said earlier, if maybe, you know, he didn't, have to, he didn't want to have to spell it out. Because it's true. Maybe if you had followed what our rules were, let's say, in the early 50s, but you just continually defied the rules, and this is, this is where we are, because you didn't do what the fuck you were supposed to do. Like, I'm not excusing violence, but there's a reason. You can't keep breaking in, taking people's shit and think nothing's going to happen. It's just that. I mean, damn, it's that simple. It's that motherfucking simple. It has nothing to do with religion or race or anything else. Stop taking people's shit.
2: Well, so here's here's what Guterres said. First of all, he condemned Hamas and the attack, but he said two wrongs don't make a right. This is the quote. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas. And those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Which is underway.
7: Genocide. See, we're going back to where about 20 minutes ago, or I don't even know. I'm not looking at no clock. But but when you, and I'm glad you, you you brought it up because, all right. We know on, on Israel does not want any Palestinians living in Gaza anymore. They, that, that's clear. They made it clear because they equate Palestinians with Hamas, just like a lot of Americans do. You know, and it's just a generalization. Uh, even though the whole the whole area it was is Palestine that this just just keep that in mind that whole area is palestine going all the way up from the north all the way down to egypt that's called palestine so that's just a fact so we're sorry if it hurts sorry you know don't don't cry too much you know drink some water don't look sorry um so now who is going to be so they're just going to develop that shit listen they're going to don't you know they're gonna blow that shit up and and get man? They got those big ass catapult. They're gonna mow that shit up. They gonna it's gonna be like Miami. What? It's I mean I don't mean it like that, but I'm just saying it's gonna be like high rises on the sea. It's beautiful there.
0: Oh, that that's
7: I mean it's a land grab. That, that's really what it comes down to. Now, it's a land grab. It, it's so sad.
0: Well, I
2: think that may, that may even be an oversimplification. But by the way, with time running out, I want to let you know, Brother Deacon Asa said, "Tell Todd he's a bad influence," and sent me a photograph of a of a 15 pack of Rolling Rock. Whoa! Wait for wait for it, wait for it, with a bottle of special blend whiskey.
7: That's right. That's the check. That's the check. You got it right, Brother Digan, I'm going to check in with you next week. Look.
2: And then he followed that's, up with some food porn, a photograph of homemade, oh, dear, clam chowda with Szechuan chili oil.
0: Ooh-wee. That
7: sounds good right now.
2: Oh, it sounds good, yeah. And I'm, I'm all stoked because... Uh, now that it's all cooled down from supper the Mm -hmm. from scratch homemade spaghetti sauce that I did I'm going to get me a great big plastic container and I'm going to put the leftover spaghetti in it, dump the sauce Mm -hmm. on it stir it up real good, cover it up stick it in the fridge, let it get real cold and sit overnight and just become wonderful and then tomorrow oh, tomorrow
7: you, you know what? That that is. You know, it was funny. I was I was my uh, better half and I were talking about that like like cold pasta the other day, uh, because you know that that can be a building block for a whole meal because you can make like a poor man's lasagna with that. Like we well that, that well,
2: well, well what, what we do yeah what we do here, and God I love it you know, because spaghetti is better the second day. It just is.
0: Damn right.
2: And so. Uh, what I will do tomorrow is take all that spaghetti. I'll get an iron skillet nice and hot. Put a little bit of olive oil in the bottom, and put that ice cold spaghetti in that iron skillet and toss it. Maybe add a little water, and do mm-hmm. skillet and, yeah. do, and do skillet.
7: Yeah, a teaspoon or a tablespoon of water. To
2: yeah, off. skillet or... fried spaghetti, and then go wild with go wild grating in uh, mozzarella and parmesan and make it all stringy and gooey, and that is when it's going to be really good. And I, I went I went a little wild. I chopped up some marinated artichoke hearts in it. I chopped up some green olives in it, chopped up some uh, kalamata olives in it, onions, celery, mushrooms,
7: Ooh, green pepper. Oh, shit. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, that's a meal. Holy cow. Damn, it always got me. I'm sorry. Uh, and got and, and
2: got and toasted some of that uh, gold miner onion sourdough, and hit it with the garlic spread, and had sourdough onion garlic bread to go with it.
0: Whew!
7: Did, did you go to sleep?
2: Uh, actually, I did. Uh, <laughs> and so tomorrow, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and 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 go back to the gym. So proud of myself for having made it to the gym. Go back to the gym, do Wait, 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 did
7: you, wait you made it to the gym. Did you sit in the parking lot and go home, or did you go in?
2: I went in. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> I just, I know, I just <laughs> busted my chops. I went in and did uh, did forty five did forty five minutes on the treadmill and and uh, did some did some row, did some rowing machine and did some. Recumbent, did some recumbent bicycle, and got that little. You cannot say enough good about the the endorphin rush, because yeah, I got I got terrible hangups about the gym, and because mm-hmm. uh, you know I can't be all cute when I go there, and just look like a an old woman, just an old lady an old lady on the treadmill, and. But, you know, you have to get over yourself and realize nobody's looking. Everybody's doing their own you know thing.
7: What? We are so, we're, so, we're so different, but we, we have a lot in common. And, and let me say this as someone who's totally different than you. What I want to say is that, you know, as a social scientist, what I'm saying is that people have to be like, why should you be constrained to be somebody you're not? Life is short. You've got to be happy.
0: Well, yeah. Be who you
7: are. But why, why so, did you had to walk around miserable because other people got their problems? Don't make
2: So I, you know, I I, swan, problems, I, swan, I I I swaned right in and hung up my little jacket and put my right. ear put my earbuds in and.
7: Uh, you were like in the eighties, like flash dance. No, no,
2: no, no, no. But I may I may have to put I may have to put Maniac on
7: me <laughs> me oh man you know what I remember that you see we remember man that was big you remember uh we were on the TV that was a big I remember,
2: oh that we, movie was here
7: pick up people and, and
0: that it's was just thing, it, and I love
2: it because it's just so very deburg <laughs> and uh, by the way brother uh, the brother Deacon says uh the chowda really hit the spot -mm 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 -mm. I bet. I do too. I got to get out of here. It's been a great conversation. All right.
7: Always is, my friend.
2: Absolutely is. Todd, thank you so much.
7: Well, thank you. And you're you're such a, you know, you're you're great at what you do. And um, everybody loves you. And um, keep your head up. And, and, you know.
2: Yes. And today we begin year 19 of.
7: Ain't that some shit?
2: Year 19 of a standalone internet broadcast operation. Onward, right?
7: Mm-hmm. Onward and upward.
2: Be good, Todd. Talk to you soon.
7: <laughs>
2: Bye. Bye. And so that's the program. A little bit of good news on the domestic front. Apparently, the UAW and Ford Motor Company have breached a tentative agreement. For a new four-year contract, after six weeks of strike, go you, go UAW, go. And so that it, if Ford if Ford uh, gets a an agreement, reaches an agreement, hopefully that will bring pressure to bear on General Motors and Stellantis. Most recently, the UAW uh, expanded their rolling strike to one of Stellantis's Ram pickup truck factories. So, good on you, Sean Fain in the UAW. Good on you. I, I'm feeling a little called out, Matt. <laughs> Don't challenge me. Pink leg warmers. If you wear those to the gym, I may have to stop all communication. <sighs> now, there's, 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 there's no chance in hell. There is absolutely no chance in hell. I will. My legs will freeze first. Dog on it. Pink leg warmers. Yeah, and fuzzy and, and fuzzy boots, right? The horror! The horror! Thanks everybody. We were a goose egg this evening. We are trying to. We're trying to. We're trying to finish October fully funded but a lot of serious stuff to talk about this evening it'll be curious to i'll be i'll be up and watching the uh, house of representatives tomorrow to see what the era of mullah johnson looks like i don't know what's i don't I, I don't know what's on the committee calendar you know because everything everything went to shit frankly So I don't know how they're going to go about it. I'll be curious to see if anybody says anything about a certain shutdown. My money is still on they will shut it down. And and, And heaven help Mullah Johnson if he introduces a continuing resolution that Democrats can vote for. And remember, he has almo- he has very little experience, Mullah Johnson. And so this is literally the, fa- the, the, the well-being of the nation in the hands of someone who is getting on-the-job training. I don't know about you, but that doesn't inspire confidence in me. And I'm not at all convinced that this uh, religious maniac actually has the well-being of the American people at heart. He has the well-being of the Alliance Defaming Freedom and the Heritage Foundation. And, of course, his orange god-emperor, Julius Geezer, at heart. And he has a soft spot for insurrection and domestic terrorism. Call me skeptical. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program. Thanks to our a la carte contributors along the way. Y'all were amazing meeting the clean the ketchup off the walls challenge. Thanks, TJ. Thanks to our all volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger. I hope the bud trimming went swimmingly. Trimming swimmingly. Uh, thank you to our all uh, to our news ninjas. Thanks, Brother Deacon Asa. Glad you enjoyed the soup. I need the recipe. No, I mean it. I need the recipe. Remember, like and subscribe to the podcast, please. Leave a comment for the algorithms. Tell your friends and neighbors, let's grow this program in year 19, shall we? Joe Rogaine or bust? I'm rooting for the bust myself. Shut up. Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia in a proud union shop please get your booster get your RSV shot get your flu shot take care of yourself during this sick season wear your mask when you're around large groups or especially if you're around maggots you know how they are Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you, pocket or purse. Be as socially distant as you possibly can. Be like West Virginia, socially distancing since 1863. You stay in your holler, and I'll stay in mine. And if a certain, if a certain bespectacled mullah from Louisiana uh, should happen to approach you anywhere, saying, God meant for me to be speaker. Avoid that homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, misogynistic, evil Christian like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you.
0: Love you, Wayne. Later.